Blog Talk Radio. Right, you are listening to the Pretty Show, and just a nice tradition to the people from me to you, from us to you. Every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m., blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow, or fast forward us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. A pleasant good evening to all of you out in Radio Land, and you're listening to The Cricket Show. Cricket Talk tonight will run from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope that you are good wherever you are, and you're hopefully in good health. I trust that all is well in all parts of the world, and we just want to say good evening to uh, my brother there, Brother Dennis Heat, over in sunny California. Good afternoon to you, Leon. It's a wonderful evening out here, unlike previous week, where I'll be telling you about the triple digits. Today, it's 81, very overcast, and very nice day out there. So, looking forward to a nice show. We invite our listeners to call us at 515-605-9850 and join in on this show. Back to you, Liam. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for that. And we just hope and pray that the other panelists are on their way and hopefully they are in good health. But as we do each and every Sunday, we start off with asking God's presence in our house. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for your giving us the opportunity to present yet another show. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We pray that you let this show go on without any interruptions whatsoever and trust that it will be one that will be enjoyed by all and sundry. We pray especially for the ones who are ailing, namely my dear wife Eunice, my brother Eugene Francis, Dr. Eugene Francis, doing my brother, Dr. Leroy Lashley, and his daughter, Lisa Lashley. Ma Ruby, Ruby Locke, the mother of Audley. And Gabriel Francis, my sister. Wentworth Francis, my brother. Murchis Nisbet, Ralston Otto, Elkemita Willett, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Connie Whitley, Dennis Kelman. Of course, I Silma Cornelius. We hope that they are doing well and recovering well. Ellie Matt, Willis Daniels, Mona Daniel, Fillmore Hallpike, Rosworth Bird's family, Ren, Renford Doe, and all the others, Lord, who have not expressed their concerns. We pray for this nation, those who are suffering as a result of the pandemic, those who are suffering because of not being able to work, 
because of hardship that has been meted out to them. We pray for anything that is not usual, Lord, in this country and elsewhere. We pray that this pandemic may soon just go away. It has been yeah, causing a lot of, lot of harm to very, various families. And we pray especially for the government and peoples of this country and all over the world, wherever there may be some disaster. We thank you again for the wonderful help you have given to us through our folks who have helped us finance the show over the last 10 years. And we trust that you let this show go on without any interruptions and pray that it will be one that will be enjoyed and remembered for a long time. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for that. Dennis? Okay. Yes. Thank yes, you, uh, uh, Liam. You know, Anything unusual? Go ahead. Well, I thought that we might just remind our audience, because last time we were here, we mentioned that we had heard that uh, Michael Holding had hung up the mic, basically. He had, he had decided mm-hmm. to retire from mic. But we've since had news that, uh, no, this is um, an error somewhere along the line, and apparently he has not retired from Oh, umpire, sorry, from commentating. This Glad was uh, brought, brought out on the Radio Barbados broadcast uh, that I was listening to on uh, and Tuesday. Sa- and you may have been. Yes, yes, yeah, I have heard right. too, yes. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought it to my attention because I did not remember to have that in my notes, but just for the records, you heard it here that Michael Holden has not retired, but seems to be some misunderstanding of reporting and I know we will miss him but I haven't seen him or heard him um, on any show since then but of course it's um, he will be missed at least if he had were, were to have done so but he's still here and we hope that he someday he'll come back to carry West Indies cricket well let me start with the outlines until um, we then we can start from yeah, the outline, uh, well, the very first item on the agenda this afternoon is that um, Marlon Samuels, the architect of West Indies Twin T20 Cup triumphs in 2012 and 2016, he has been charged by the ICC Anti-Doping Unit for four counts of breaching the Emirates cricket. Right? Corruption, not doping. Oh. <laughs> That's a, yeah. yeah, corruption unit, I'm saying. I'm sorry about that. Uh, charged by the ICC anti-corruption unit for four counts of breaching the Emirates Cricket Board anti-corruption code. In a, in a media statement on Wednesday, the ICC said the charges related to the T10 tournament conducted by the ECB. Samuels has been charged for the following. Article 2.4.1, articles, Article 2.4.3, Article 2.4.6, Article 2.4.7. And he has some 14 days from the 21st to respond to the charges. And from Antigua, that is the headquarters of the West Indies Cricket Board. They has been made aware of the charges, which has been laid by the ICC Anti-Corruption Unit involving 
former West Indies player, Marlon Samuels. A formal, cha- formal charges have been laid with breaching four counts of the Emirate Cricket Board Anti-Corruption Code for participants in the T10 League in Abu Dhabi. And West Indies, uh, say, while the West Indies Cricket CWI is yet to receive detailed in- information relating to the ICC investigation, CWI remains firm in denouncing any such activities within the sports and fully supports the ICC Anti-Corruption Unit in its efforts to rid the sport of all corruption. While the ongoing investigation continues, the CWI will not make any further comments in respect of these charges. So pretty charges. For clarification, Leon, for clarification, you said ECB, and I think many of us will recognize ECB as pertaining to the English Cricket Board, but I suspect strongly that ECB in this case stands for Emirates Cricket Board, so this is something that we 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 probably need to clarify. Okay, we'll we'll go into that, yes, later. Thank you for that. And um, just the other items we want to talk about is the CWI coaching development program moves into the highest gear. And, of course, the, uh, there is Cricket West Indies has commenced its first ever locally planned and delivered performance coach development program. Of course, we'll go into that some more. And this is the high, the high performance level three program, which is put into effect by the Westerns Cricket Board, and I'm so happy that they've done so. Um, We have the outline of the matches that were played by the under-19 team when they toured England. Of course, we knew the results. The results are that Westerns lost those encounters. They played six six matches, and they came off winning two and losing four. And the two matches were very close, could have gone either way. But we'll talk more about that a little later on. And some news coming from the IPL is that Chennai Super Kings up to one point today. Chennai Super Kings, they were on top, followed by Delhi Capitals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore in third place. In fourth place, the Kolkata Knight Raiders and the Punjab Kings. And next, and following would be the Rajasthan Royals, and at the penalty, the next from the bottom would be the Mumbai Indians and the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Where in the world have you heard that the Mumbai Indians were second to last? But anyway, that's how it goes. And India women versus, okay, this is, this has been good. New Zealand women, two of England, yes, indeed. And England, New Zealand women, two of England, sees the first T20, England winning by 46 runs, the second New Zealand won by four wickets, the third England women winning by four wickets, and the fifth, the first ODI, England won that by 30 runs, and the second ODI, 
England winning that encounter by 13 runs on a DLS method. And then the third ODI sees New Zealand winning there by three wickets. And last two matches, England were victors, three wickets and 203 runs respectively. Today's match was a huge victory for England, winning by 203 runs in an in a, in a ODI match. That is a bad beating. Yes, it is indeed. An ICC Cricket World Cup, League Two. And of course, we know that that League Two started 2019 and will go until 2022. You see, Oman, they have played 14 matches and they have 22 points, while the USA played 16 matches and they have 14 points in second place. In third place, we have Scotland with with um, eight point eight matches, and they have nine points so far. Um, Nepal played eight and eight points, followed by Namibia, seven matches and eight points, and United Arab Emirates played seven matches, and they have seven points. And at the bottom of the tables are your good friend Papua New Guinea. They place they played eight. And they haven't won one yet. So they are without a point, and they have lost all eight. Okay. And we want to talk about something. Cricket West Indies Chief Executive Officer Johnny Graves said he will be speaking with the officials from Pakistan Cricket Board, PCB, about the West Indies tour of Pakistan in December. We hope we can see something going through. You know, a lot of teams have um, rejected going to Pakistan. The Westerners said, we will come, we will come, give us an, an opportunity. But anyway, you know, we hope that this talks will go through and that Westerners will be able to send a strong team and give some exposure to some of our players and hope that they will be safe and sound. And uh, we do have some other items that we want to go into later time permitting like we'll go through the agenda for the rest of the of the year but notably we want to just stress the importance of the ICC Cricket World Cup and let the folks know that it will run from the 17th of October until the 14th of November and looking forward to see what what will be the outcome of those matches and uh, Yes, finally, Anthony Joshua, just a little piece of boxing. Uh, Anthony Joshua, he went down to Alexandra, the Ukrainian, and uh, that was a big chance for him to take. And this young man was determined to take strip Joshua of his title, and he did so in front of his home crowd. And he complained that he couldn't see in one eye, and of course, that. But there's no excuses for him. He says, I'm not a sucker. I'll be back. And of course, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, my team, Chelsea, they went down to Manchester City 1-0. And I'm grieving, grieving, grieving so far for that loss. <laughs> I don't know what team you're back in the English Football League, but um, first division, but I am a Chelsea man from my birth. Yes, indeed. Oh, um, how about my, you? you? You have my, a team? I'm, I'm, 
See, I'm not allowed to select a team because my brothers uh, all select one for me. My brother's a Chelsea man, and my second brother oh, is a Tottenham. Oh, I know So, you know, forced to um, watch them and support all of them. But I see Tottenham went down mighty big this morning. So, oh, Tottenham know, lost they, again? They, yes, they lost big time, <laughs> 3-0 to Arsenal. So, I think oh, that's Oh, man, man, man. Tottenham, and they have Harry Kane, the young... Uh, yes, my English household will be in mourning this weekend. Um, my English home, uh, home, my English home uh, family will be in dire straits this weekend over these two losses. Oh goodness grief! Because I know they are, yeah. one is for Chelsea and one is for the Spurs, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't you bring us up to date? Uh, that, um, with the, um, the minor league? Yes, it yes, is. Well, as every, once again, you know, the minor league, Toyota minor league has been a great success in my book because, you know, we've had so many teams. They've played so many matches in all these various cities. And I will take off my hat to the organizers because to date I have heard not one bad word or complaint against the uh, series and what has taken place. It's all been a great success. Now we're in the final, semi-final stage of the, the matches and there were mm-hmm. eight matches played uh, yesterday and uh, two matches I think was played today. The bottom line is uh, yesterday's matches, the winners were Golden State, New Jersey Stallions, Austin Athletics, Atlanta Fire, uh, Silicon Valley, New Jersey Stallions, Empire State. So when the dust is settled, um, we have Golden State winning two out of three matches, New Jersey Stallions two out of three, Silicon Valley Strikers winning two out of three, Empire State Titans winning two out of three. So I think those four teams will be in the final playoff uh, format which although I am not sure, but I suspect what will happen, those four teams will play each other once. So they will have a, a three-match series between these four teams to see which one ends up top of the pole. So I'm looking forward to that because it will be wonderful to watch the culmination of the, the Toyota Minor League. And there's a big purse at the end. 125,000 big ones up for take. Oh my so goodness. good luck to the winners there. And I'll be looking out for it. I encourage cricket fans out there to tune in, follow the match on Willow, free tuning. That's it. Back to you, Leon. Yes, and we welcome Audley. Good evening to you, Audley. And how is Mar Ruby, as everyone wants to know? Okay, good evening to you, Mr. Francis. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Dennis, and good evening to the rest of my fellow panelists. And um, yes, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Sunday evening right here in my neck of the woods. Uh, very pleasant, nice day, still in the 70s, and uh, we're loving it. Okay, mom yes. is doing good. I spoke to her earlier on, and um, yes, yeah, she's just doing fine. She was watching TBN 
was in different services and such like. Mm-hmm. So I called her afterwards. I didn't get her, but I, I know maybe because she, I don't know what happened, but but I know she's okay. I know I know oh, she's okay. okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Okay, is she a boxing fan? Ah, um, uh, not not really. Depends, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it depends when, like Muhammad Ali, and you know those. Yes, type of, yes, yes. No, she, well, she loved, she loved some, the golf. What, what I'm saying, there was, there, there's some episodes, some new episodes coming out about Muhammad Ali and see and uh, and public. Oh, she watch that. Yes, she yes, would definitely watch three. that. I know she would love that. And there are three yes. episodes, and people are thrilled with those um, episodes. You know, <laughs> uh, so and, just and she loved the golf. And she loved go. Oh well, she the US the plane, right the cup. Yes, and she, she. When I spoke to her, she said, "Why didn't you tell me before?" I said, "I yes. don't know, but she was watching something else." I said, "The US, yes, I played playing Europe, and of course, the US Europe? won big time." Oh yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, they, okay. they won. The United States won already, nineteen, yes. nineteen to nine. Yes, they won mm, by five, ten points. Yeah, they, they, they got the ten. So we yes. have uh, already completed the outline, so it's now time for you to give us the inside edge. I saw Russell got an inside edge today. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> He's one ricochet to the wicket and the wicket. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's, that's not the type we really want. Okay, um, as I've said last week, uh, the men's T20 World Cup is coming up, so I'll give a few highlights on the T- T20 World Cup that we've had. So far. Okay, so the inside edge for today. Did you know that the highest score that's ever been made in uh, the World Cup, T20 World Cup, is by Brandon McCallum from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. he made 123 runs not out from 58 deliveries. And um, last week I featured the, the 50s. Did you know that so far there have been eight centuries? scored in the T20 World Cup, men's T20 World Cup. And guess what? The universe boss is the only man, the only man to score two. He made the first one 117 from 57 versus South Africa. And he made the last one 100 not out versus England back okay. in 2016. So the boss is there to try to even stretch it a little further, make a third and so forth. And um, the, the first two centuries were completed were made of South Africa. Gail made his against South Africa. Rainer from, Trish Rainer from India, he made 101 from 60, and that was also from South, from South Africa, and that was 2010. Gail made his in 2007, and Rainer, mm-hmm. 2010. There we got it, a little inside Yes, edge. indeed. Yes, indeed. That's very, very useful to say and that might be something to say. But we're going to start off on a sour note because the, the Marlon Samuels, I'm, I, I don't know if you heard about it. Yes, he was, yes. He's the architect of the 212 and 216 World Cup. He had Western Indies bring home two victories, and he has been charged with four counts by the ICC for breaching the T10 tournament of the Emirate Cricket Board's anti-corruption code. You want to give us your take on it, Audley, or you want Dennis go first? Well, um, go ahead, Dennis. I want to go on, then I'll, I'll follow. Um, I want to hear a little more details. What I read uh, uh, 
I was still sort of trying to figure out, you know, what the offense, you know, whatever. Well, as far as I can, as far as I can gather, he's been charged with failing to disclose the receipt of payment, gift, or other benefits that could bring the participant or sport of cricket into disrepute. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the um, charge also of failing to disclose hospitality worth more than $750 that I suppose people can understand, you know, a gift of some kind. And uh, the remaining charges cover failure to cooperate and obstruct and delay the subsequent investigation. So uh, those are pretty, you know, obviously hefty charges. But, uh, you know, now that he's retired from the game, I suppose there's very little they might be able to do in terms of, you know, meeting out some punishment. And that's not to say I'm in agreement with his actions, merely pointing out for the benefit of our listeners that these are the facts as we have them at the moment. So there it is that I can give you oddly anything else. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it's, it's the same thing. The same thing I read, and uh, mm-hmm. what, what I'm what I'm looking at, um, someone as knowledgeable, supposed to be knowledgeable as Marlon Samuel. Uh, remember, he had a brush before where he was was yes. for two years. Yes, um, yes. For you know, and that that time it was said that he was more naive to you know speak to some somebody. Um, some book here or whatever they, they asked some questions and, and he answered not knowing then that it, it would be considered a breach yeah mm-hmm. some booking right but um, knowing that that had happened before why would he get himself it doesn't matter the gift I, I don't know if there's a threshold because I saw where they mentioned about failing to mention above, give, uh, above $750 so I don't know if seven, anything below would be okay, you okay uh, and so forth. So, yeah, yeah so. Well, you, you, I would, yeah, two other points I, I want to bring here, um, Dennis, before going, because he has 14 days from September the 21st to respond. And uh, mm-hmm. there was um, a statement from the Western Cricket Board. They say, while this ongoing investigation, let me read that again. While this ongoing investigation continues, CWI will not, make any further comments with respect to these charges. Well, we'll acknowledge what we all said, and of course, they're in favor of the Anti-Doping Commission uh, Corruption Unit to do their job, and then they made a statement. Well, I don't know. My question to the panelists are, what can they they do? And he has has retired. He has retired? Yes, he has. That was my point, yeah. uh, uh, Leon. Go ahead. Because he's mm-hmm. retired, I don't know that they can do much. Go ahead, Audley. Well, uh, it's the same thing I was considering because um, it happened some three year, some two years ago, what they're saying now. So why is it just coming to light? And, um, and bringing this to light now, um, can, you, can you charge him retroactively? Uh, he, he has now retired from international cricket. What can be done? I know, I know they could lead to um, some because if they, who he has accepted gifts from and, um, you know, um, fail, failing to cooperate and as the charges, uh, some of the charges are, um, then 
it could lead to it, it could could lead to other people who are still uh, other people who are still out there that are involved in, in doing the same thing. So I guess that's that's why the IC, yeah that's why the ICC would would still bring up the charge because it's not just from one end. You know you you have another end that they need to follow that trail too. I I note that they're making a deal about the fact that he has been he was suspended from bowling three times by the ICC. And one of his uh, offences earned him a two-year ban. Does anybody have any clarification on, on no, what that is about? He was banned. <laughs> I, I, that has that has nothing to do. He was not banned from bowling because of that. But no. it is um what they said the time when when he 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 naively spoke to somebody who did he did not know. That was the claim that he did not know was a bookie and something. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and it led to him being suspended for two years. That had nothing to do with it. I know he was suspended. He was um, warned or cautioned once. Uh, I think he was suspended from bowling. I'm not quite sure. But it was when he bowled a faster ball, you know, yes, that that, um, th- that was the problem. You right? yeah. But he wasn't suspended because of that. Incidentally, oh, incidentally, 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 yeah, Richie Richardson, Sir Richie Richardson was the chairman of the of that 2000, right. you remember that he uh, he was a uh, chairman of that, that committee that conducted that interview and led to the ban. And, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we can't talk to him about anything controversial, so I don't think we can we can we can say no about no he he'll, oh, he he just can't discuss that discuss that with us at all. But but we are hoping to hear from him at, at eight o'clock. Hopefully, it all goes well. And he's, so, Richie. Yes, yeah, so Richie, we, we did send you okay, uh, okay. an email to the email? Email? So, Sorry, sorry, I did, I, I did not. Um, that's one of my okay, biggest um, neglects, my, my email. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Get, we will have to, we know, get it share so that we can inform everybody what's going on so they would not get yeah. lost in terms of what is going on on the show. So yeah. I know, folks, we're getting into it. it it's kind of a, a nice to talk about it, but... You know, this time of the evening, we have to pause for a cause and let us go right into playing some music early. And then Happy birthday. Yeah, take it away, Orly. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, with the sound of the happy birthday sound, it's the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look at the cricketing fraternity and we say happy birthday and uh, anniversaries and such like. And it's also the time when you can call in 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. It's the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Yes, today, 26th of September, and we have a big birthday. A lady's on a quest for um, to hold the record all by herself. Serena Williams. Ooh. She's not getting any younger. She's 40 years old today, Leon. Believe it or not, 40 and years old she was born. Another one in September, man. 
Yeah, Venus. <laughs> oh, you mean for your another star? <laughs> but but she can't play in the cricket team. <laughs> no, no, she can't play in the cricket team. She can't be an umpire. But Serena Williams, um, I once saw a um, picture with Venus and, and, and Serena, both of them um, posing with a cricket bat and playing some sort of cricket. Pose, pose, maybe photo opportunity, whatever. Okay, so she was born 19, 1981, so it makes her 40 years old today. Serena, we're still waiting on that one, and you're not getting any younger. Hopefully, you'll be able to get it, but happy birthday to you. Okay, cricket. Um, former England opening batsman, Bob Barber. He's 86 today. Jean Clark, female cricketer. She left us um, 1970. Johnny Beersto is 32 today. And Alex Hartley, female cricketer, she's 28. Vanessa Boyne from Sri Lanka is 47. And we have one, F, one M Pushpakamara. I won't try to re- repeat his first. I won't try to even pronounce his first name. Uh, so the M. <laughs> he is 40 today. And um, from the West Indies, we have June Alga Thomas from Guyana. She's 35 today. The late Renford Pinnock will be celebrating today. He was born. Renford Pinnock, he left us 2019 in November. Franklin Dennis, out of Jamaica, represent Canada. He's 474 today. Pattison Thompson, out of Barbados, 55-0, half century today. Umpire Lloyd Barker, umpire out of Barbados, he's 78 today. Uh, From Zimbabwe, Sean Williams, he's 37. Uh, VJ Mandrika from India. He left us some time ago. Charles Lewin, also from he's from South Africa. And Suzette Lobers, female cricketer. She's 39 today. Ian Chappell, yes, 75 Test matches for Australia. He's 78 today, believe it or not. Ian Chappell, 78 today. Mark Haslam from New Zealand, 49 years old today. For the 27th, we have musician Robbie Shakespeare, one half of the Sly and Robbie, the Rhythm Twins, as they are called. Robbie Shakespeare, he is um, tomorrow, so tomorrow he'll be 68 years old. Um, Brandon McCollum, we just spoke about Brandon McCollum scoring the most runs in uh, men's ODI, not ODI, T20, and the highest. Um, he will be celebrating tomorrow along with Kevin Kevin Larson from England. We have Bill Archer, and uh, from New Zimbabwe we have Duncan Fletcher. And we from India we have Panke Damarni, the Hamari. Uh, for the twenty-eighth, we have Carlina Knight. I know Leon would know who that is. We're talking yeah. about. Carlina Knight from Good Morning Jojo show over there in St. Kit- not St. Kitney, but um, Antigua Barbuda and ABS. Good Morning Jojo from 9 to 11 and in the mornings from Friday, Monday to Friday. So if you can tune in, you can listen. Um, birthdays uh, continue. Uh, Auguste, Augustine Logie from Trinidad and Tobago. Colin Stewart from Guyana. Pamela Alfred from St. Lucia, female cricketer. Catherine Leng and Matthew Ellert from England, Stuart Clark and Luke Humberback from Australia, 
Magic Khan from Pakistan, Ifam Bati, also from Pakistan, Malcolm Wheeler from Zimbabwe, Christy Volnin, Voldren from Namibia, and uh, we have Richard Gosh from India. For the 29, Kevin Durant, yeah, Mr. Basketball himself, NBA 33, will be 33 in, from September 29. David Steele from England, Chris Broad, Mark Nicholson, Michael Carberry, and uh, Ricky Clark, all from England. Claire Metcalf from Ireland, Lindsay Klein from Australia, Ramat Kenny uh, from India, Mominal Hawk from Bangladesh, and um, Lance Gibbs. Mr. Lance Gibbs will be celebrating. He will be celebrating on the 29th also. For the 30th of September, we have Australian umpire Daryl here and Ernie Jones, cricketer, Paul Sheehan, also be celebrating. Alan Ray from Jamaica will be celebrating his birthday. Will he delay Alan? Is he, is he gone? I think he is. I'm not sure. Um, but he was born 1922. I think he is. Martin Gumpil from New Zealand will be celebrating on the, 20, on the 32. Ian Ward and Joe Leach from James Middleton from South Africa. Shanda. Chandakand Pandit from India. And uh, we go to the October the 1st, October day. So we have celebrating birth will be former Prime Minister of uh, England, Theresa May. She was born 1956. So she'll be 65. And President Jimmy Carter, the 39th President of the United States, was born back in 1924, so it makes him 97. So back to cricket, Pakistan side Ahmed, Ashad Perez, Wiswan Ahmed, uh, Asaf Ali, or Asaf Oruk Mushtaq, he's a female cricketer, all from Pakistan. Then we have Tom Goddard, Roy Booth, and Mike Smith from England. Asim Amla, no, sorry, Amla Hunt, sorry, from Barbados, West Indies, Amla Hunt, female cricketer. And, Sha- and Shamar Brooks also will be celebrating on the first. Marky Cornish from Australia and Chris Green, also from Australia. Amit Bandari from India. Corvanzil, South Africa. And um, Said Wizran from Afghanistan. For the second, we have... Francis Warner from Trinidad and Tobago, Alan Wells, also Tony, no, from England, sorry, that should be from England. Alan Wells, Tony Cart, and Jeff Millman, all from England. Plum Lewis and Justin Kemp from South Africa, Tom Moody, and Matt Nicholson, John Lumsden, John Lumsden from Australia. And we have Privy Kumar and Barky Kuldaran from um, India, Robert Anderson from New Zealand, and uh, from the West Indies, Nicholas Poran. Nicholas Poran will be 26 on the 2nd of October. And Enosh Lewis from Antigua, the brother of Mr. Ed Lewis, who is sometime here with us, 
Yes, he will be celebrating also on the 2nd of uh, October. And Shane Getkert from Ireland will be 30 years old. Finally, for the 3rd of October, Hopeton Lewis, one of Leon's favorite, 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 favorite sing gospel singer of all time. Hopeton Lewis, and we play a lot of Hopeton Lewis song right here. Um, so he was born back in 1947. He left us in 2014. Golfer Fred, Freddie Couples, also born 1959. And the Reverend Al Sharpton, yes, the Reverend Al Sharpton, listen to Shark Talk. He will be 67 years old come Saturday. Okay, <laughs> back to cricket, Ray Linwall. Uh, Robbie Langer and Ben Laughlin, all from Australia. Johnny Briggs, Sarah Collier, and Kate Cross, female cricketer from England. Gary Troop, Hannah Rowe from New Zealand. Errol Hunt from Trinidad Tobago, West Indies. William Leng, South Africa. And we have Bernard Schultz from Namibia and Ian Holland from Scotland. And just before. I just want, want to remember Donna Young. She's celebrating right. today. Donna, who is Donna Young? She's the niece of Stafford Young. Yeah, Donna Stafford, yeah. who used to be with us here on this show. She is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to you, Donna. Back to you, Leah. Yes, indeed. And we just want to say a, a happy Sunday to a number of people who are Donna, not Donna Young, but Donna Brown. You want to say... Good afternoon to Murchis, Murchis Nesbitt. And, of course, we have Jatin. Good afternoon to you, Jatin. And, of course, our brother from another mother, Virgil, is on, too. So why don't you come on in, Virgil? Oh. Good afternoon to all the panelists, and good afternoon to all the listeners. Yes, indeed. Good, evening. Have... good evening, Virgil. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. In my neck of the woods, it will be like bulk day, so I'll be listening and I'll be part of the outside trying to get some stuff to, as you know, it's bulk day, you got to try to get rid of some get stuff. Get rid of so, some stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I'll be listening most of the time, but I'll put it on mute most of the time that I can, so it won't be disturbed. Thank you so much for that. How about you, Donna? Anything from, from you? I know you usually have birthdays. Do you have any for us this evening? Nice. My niece, Nian, she'll be celebrating on Saturday. Oh, Nian. Nian Brown? Nian, 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 Nian Richardson. Nian Richardson. Remember that name already. Mm-hmm. Nian Richardson. We'll be celebrating okay. on Saturday. Right, indeed. And uh, let's hear from, uh, thank you for that. And Murchis, anything from you? Don't know. Sometimes she's not able to talk, so let's see. If no, she's no, not. but. Mm-hmm. How are you? Hi, good evening. Hi, good evening, Mertries. Good evening. Hi. Good evening, Donna. Yes, good evening. Good evening. Hi. Right. I have no nice to hear your voices. anniversaries. So just okay. say Sunday to all. All right. Uh, just say, just say happy you. birthday to Leon. It's still, it's still, in, still in September, oh, so happy birthday to Leon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, man. The, <laughs> the number's so going... Numbers growing exponentially. I see that. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but anyway. You to join your day. Indeed. Thank your you day, so much. Thank you so much. Okay. 
All right. Over. Thank you so much. And let's go over to Jetin. Jetin, yep. you have a birthday for us today? No. Okay. Okay. Well, how about Dennis? Dennis, any birthday? You just want to... No birthday. No birthday today. But okay. once we finish with this, I do have a, a, a special... Uh, note that I wanted to bring to the panelists' attention, but once okay. we get through the birthday hour. All right, okay, and uh, there's nothing from me to uh, oddly, just to remind the folks that whatever kind of assistance we can get from the public will be appreciated. Just send your contribution to the Cricket Show INC, P.O. Box 1139, the Crawfordville, Florida 32326, the Cricket Show INC PO Box 1139 Crawford Bill Flower 32326. We appreciate all the contributions that we have gotten in the past and we are grateful for anyone who has has the means to send us a few dollars. We appreciate it very, very much. Okay. Yeah, as they understand, yeah, we appreciate what what was already done and what others have done in the past and and we continue to anticipate those who will continue to give to this wonderful cause. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you, 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 you've got some music. You still have to play some birthday music, though. Yes, 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 so yes, yes. Uh-huh. You, you play I will. You're true. When you're true, I'll go, I'll go right in. Go All right. I, I am. I am finished right here. I don't have any birthday. Any other birthday that I'm done. So when you when you when you finish playing the music, then I just close up. Yes, indeed. So, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we can't uh, help falling in love with all these people who have birthdays. So be with me as I bring up a love. You'll be forty. Oh, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is that you are a little ahead of me, so you know, 
if I stick with the music, I'm behind. Hey. Yes, he's in. He's in already. You, don't you hear him? Allowed. A lot of music so can... The man with the velvet voice. I'm putting him again. Oh, they finish it off. Where is it? Again, we'll be doing it all over 6.30 in the p.m. for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leo. Yes, indeed. I don't know if Ivor has anything to say to us, but I know he's on the road. I don't want to disturb his driving, but just before we go, anything? You ask, ask him. You only yeah, yeah. Bring him in, ask him. Yeah, I got that on the control. Mm, okay. No, no response. So that means that he is on the heavy manner. He's heading home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right, folks. So we started dating. We started earlier on, and we talked about Marlon Summers. What do you know about Marlon Summers and this corruption? Leon, Leon, can I just interrupt there for a moment before Joshua oh, comes in? Yeah, okay. I, go ahead. I wanted, I just wanted to bring to the attention of the panelists because I had not heard of this before, but about a month ago, August the twenty-sixth. ICC expressed sadness at the passing of English cricketer Ted Dexter. I yes. hadn't heard of this before. I heard it. I mean, I Dexter, he, he was inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame in June 2021, and he died in August 2021. Mm. So I just thought I would want to offer my condolences and uh, mention it to others because I hadn't heard of it before. And I it's a very sad it. day because he was quite a household name in the Ted he was an elegant player man. He was an elegant player man. You know they say mm. many people say that tall people cannot bat, but Ted, Ted Dexter was just good. Yeah. Yeah. When, saying, when the when the test match was going on between India and yes, um, England, England. They, they wore black. They wore black yes. in one. Yeah. too, in mm. memory. Oh, I missed. Yeah. I guess I missed that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all. Yeah, well, it's never okay, too late to offer condolences. Right, yes, that's it's true. Yes, it's never too late. And then, yes, on behalf of all of us here, we, we yeah. never so, wish anyone should pass, but, you know, one day we're all going to go. Some early, right. some late. So, and, but it's one right. thing is inevitable. Inevitable is that death is all one right. of them. So it's back to JT. As you, we were saying, Marlon Samuels is in a little piece of hot water, would you say? Or is he cleared? Jason, is he with us or no? Well, uh, yes, I'm here. Uh, good mm. evening, everybody. Uh, the first he thing first here. is this is the claims made by the investigation team. That does not mean he is being 
found guilty or the punishment has been awarded but those are the three things what we read mm-hmm. it looks like uh, some disciplinary action is coming and it's unfortunate for mr marvin samuel he had this uh, situation i think couple of years back and he has to stay away from the cricket for two years and i'm not sure what it inside to make uh, such move when you had trouble in the past already and uh, top of that we don't know the actual real facts because this one is looks like a not a money but the way i read it looks like uh, some sort of gift which has a value of more than $750 that is what is a uh, big concern here and uh, honestly speaking we are living in a world where there is a lot of going on and i'm not sure why they have to streamline all players normal life we will say is it absolutely if it is on the game day or it's happening during the game pre game post game then it makes sense but again it's not sure we have to wait and watch for the complete report and what the west indies board is uh going to take action against that and uh, we just heard the story from one side i don't think marvel samuels had made any statement yet no. so that will be the interesting to see what his side is saying you know but till then it looks like icc already is coming down and it's some more trouble and it's uh, definitely a panic button for him now towards his uh, retirement time he is not expected to play for west indies with the age catching up but still this thing can dent your beautiful uh, cricket history whatever you have done so far in a cricket world and these are not the things you want to carry on for the remaining of the life can can they do him anything uh, since that he is has retired uh, rather than prevent him from playing in domestic to- tournaments sanctioned by the ICC and perhaps prevent him from well there is a two fronts out there one is will be uh, ICC sanctions recognize or those tournament where the ICC is involved they can block it and then the west indies can go step ahead and uh, they can uh, block in a regional tournament and any other activity he does for west indies like yeah. we had this couple of incidents in pakistan india and some other countries like sri lanka and the players were completely banned from all local activities they can't even part of the local camp they can't be part of the local team so now it's again we have to see how tough the penalties are coming or what is the discipline uh, sanction is coming and then we have to wait and watch to see how much restrictions he going to have and how long hmm. anybody else want to comment and this did this. well hardly uh, you did already was Anything else from you, Dennis? After having no, heard I, from Jaden? No, no, I, I don't think that I have anything else to add. You know, 
the important point we were wondering about is exactly what sort of punishment he might face. But I think Jatin has given us some indication of a type of punishment, which does not necessarily mean that it's uh, it's, it's going to unduly affect um, Marlon. But again, going back to the gift of the, the, the value of gift at 750, is it a matter of who makes the judgment as to the value of the gift? Because can someone not give a gift and devalue it to the point of, you know, falling below? So it's a very thin line there, I must admit. But uh, that's it. Thanks for your um, you know, information, yeah, uh, Coach Jatin. Mm-hmm. Coach, also, also, I understand that he was due to play for the TTM team, and he never played. He never played one match. I think that might be something that. Um, yeah, he was. He uh, was he, me, it yeah. might have they find out something suspicious, and they might have stopped him from playing. That may be the possibility. Mm-hmm. But again, we need to see uh, what is the real facts behind this thing. And I think by the time they put any sanction or punishment, they should declare the real. Uh, story behind it, like when it happened, what exactly happened. We don't know who gave this uh, gift and uh, how it's related to the game, you know, because there's a lot of questions comes out, and I believe in uh, this kind of thing, ICC put the blame, and then they usually go for the hearing, and then there is a absolutely decision-making process. So now we have to wait for that uh, the next step and see what exactly coming out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Um, as you pointed out, yeah, he was drafted for some team uh, in the T10 league there, but he didn't play a single match. So yeah, mm-hmm. just left to knowing somebody like Marlon Calber, batsman, you know, in all format, I know this sort of dominant, dominant performance he can show up on any given day. Uh, and put down, and and he didn't play in a single match. You know, it, it leave you to fancy. No, you know, well, the, the side was that good, or it was something else. But but then it, it's been it's been two years, so uh, who knows? Who really right. knows? Kana Kana Tucker, Tuskers, they call the team. That's the team that he was mm-hmm. supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon, I have I have something. I don't know if you have if you don't have something going right. Yeah, to, no, go um, ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I saw something, and just in case you missed it, um, I call it the highs and the lows. Can Can you imagine you are Glamorgan, right? Glamorgan mm-hmm. and uh, played sorry in a match, and Glamorgan, you know, uh, they, they they compiled. 672 for six declare. Mama, 672 declare mm-hmm. for six, right? Um, mm-hmm. D.L. Lloyd made 121, and um, B.C. Cook made 205 not out. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. we have some, yeah, we have some um, bowlers here get roughed up a bit. Some like going for 140, 104, 165, they're both. Um, but just imagine being the captain. And when you just imagine being a captain of the side, and when you look, sorry replied with 
722 for two for, for four declares. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, your side, your side is 672 for six declares. It's like you're on the driver's seat. And then you watch as the, the, the side replies and made 722 for four declares. LJ Smith made um, 130 at the opener. Um, Hasim Amla, 163. And Oli Pope, 274. And uh, they, they declared 277 for four. I mean, that, that's heartbreaking, man. That's heartbreaking. You know, just just, just put yourself in, in the captain's seat. You know, how, how would you feel about that? Was this a county match? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, county match. For the, for the, county. For the county match. Oh, Between Glamorgan and Surrey. Over three days or four days? Four days, days four days. Four days. Mm. Four days. That is and, and, Go ahead. No, no, just astounding. Yeah, that, that, that's something. That, well, here, here's another one now. That's the highs. We call the highs and the lows. Here, here's the low. Here's the low blow. The low part. Um, Nottinghamshire and Essex, they were playing. And um, Nottinghamshire, they were bowled out for 81, right? And 34 overs, five balls. Essex went in. And they were bowled out for 170. Now, the captain or uh, who said, well, you have no idea that you would have won the match there. And Nottinghamshire went in, and they were bowled out for 45. Wow. <laughs> the side ended up winning. The side that made 170 ended up winning by an innings and 44 runs. That's the low. <laughs> so that's the highs and the lows from the low. English counter match for, for this week. I guess it wasn't low for the side who scored 170. They they were mm-hmm. pretty high. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the other match was a high match. You know, this one now is a low. Yes. Uh, just okay, I just want to just bring in JT in here a little bit because he sent me and the ICC T20 World Cup 2021 the playing condition and 80. Three page or eighty eight page ninety six page document. Can you just give us uh, something your take on that document, Jaden? The plane conditions. It is uh, almost same like the last World Cup, but because of this Corona and COVID situation going on, they have some uh, uh, adjustment related to the safety as a priority. That's number one. Number two. Uh, they're playing in the Middle East, and they usually get the temperature real high. Mm-hmm. So now looks like they are introduced a two-and-a-half-minute break at the 10th over, which is the middle of the inning. So okay. it looks like half-time, two-and-a-half-minute. And that should be a minute. good indication to see. Uh, I believe there is a couple of changes, but it's not much uh, for the international standard. Those are like as usual. But uh, we will see a couple of things as a little bit different than what we normally seen in the last T20. Uh, the only the thing, uh, DLS will not be impacted in the Middle East because they don't expect rain anyway. But they do have sandstorm. That's the situation there. So I doubt it with this particular month, which is heading towards the winter for all of us. The temperature is not like a summer, even in the Middle East. So it will go smooth. But uh, this uh, normal 
game procedures rules are basically for the players and umpires to follow. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, speaking you of that, that um, Jason, go ahead, Leah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to ask him. He yes. brought up brought up about sandstorm. Uh, what yes, kind that's of protection what I was would they? That's what you're going to talk to. Sandstorm. What kind of <laughs> protection would they be putting? They were putting a screen around the field so that you can prevent the sun from blowing onto the pitch and onto the field. Well, they actually, this particular stadium, Abu Dhabi and Sarjah, both are made to uh, have a better safety, even against sandstorm. But if you look at, I believe in 90s, we had a one tournament, I believe it was India-Australia, and they had the sandstorm middle of the game, and they had to put the stoppage, and the mm. player has to run to the pavilion and then come back but it's not that bad like uh, we look at the rain because rain is the one uh, can uh, damp the pitch we need the covers and all those but i think yeah. sandstorm is like a dry sand which is flying and it is like a powdery sand so it's not mm. you cannot see visibility can go low when the real sandstorm is on going on but once the the airflow goes away it settled down and he can resume the play. But I believe yeah, they are seeking this situation in terms of the timing because uh, there is no DLS method. And then top of that, uh, they have to add that grace time or what the maximum time they're going to look for to conclude the game, right? So mm-hmm. those are the things. Little big, they have tricks here and there. Yeah, early, earlier this week, one of the one of the IPL matches were delayed because of sandstorm. That's what I wanted to brought yeah. in. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Gentlemen, hold your thoughts. There. Let us say welcome to Mr. McKenzie because we were we haven't seen him on the radio for a long time, and we just want, hope that he's all right. <laughs> yes, sir, thank McKenzie. you very much. It's nice to see you guys on the radio, and <laughs> also to see you a lots of. Um, listeners and so forth, we wish all the very best in these critical days. So let's continue the show. Are you Are you all right? You all right? Yes, sir, I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. Okay. Partially, okay. I must say, but I'm doing all right. All right. Well, hold tight because okay. Nice, yeah. nice to hear that, my friend. Nice Thank you very much. Sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes, we wanted for you. We wanted for you. We don't want you to go anywhere. Okay, leave us okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not too sure if you mean what you're saying, but I'll take with a grain of salt. No, we oh, want to on. offer you. <laughs> we, 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 we wanted to offer you, oddly, and gentlemen, and, uh, our sincere sympathy and the loss of your dear sister. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, I, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. You told me, but I had forgotten. And just now I recall. Oh, yes. sorry, Mr. McKenzie. Condolences thank you. Thank from you. me and my family. And, of course, you know from the cookie show. I so love my about All of us. We're, we're making arrangements. Final arrangements now. Oh, oh. Thank you. I, I, lost, a close again, you get... I lost a close I lost a yes. close friend as well in Canada, and I think this was Wednesday. You know, we were mm-hmm. neighbors growing up. As a matter of fact, her father um, uh, was her father, and my grandmother's husband were brothers, so we're very close. You know, when I, when I when I was growing up, they're telling me this now. I was not growing up. I say 
I, I'm going to marry to Murky. And her <laughs> name is Murty Ladrone. Her name is Murty Ladrone, so you call Murty. Um, because there was a there was a teacher, and um, and her husband, you know, we in our community. They, so the the husband drove a truck, and 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 the, the wife she he drove a car. Yeah. So um, I look at her and say, okay, I'm 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 gonna marry to Murty when I grow up, and I'm gonna buy the truck, and I, and then I'm gonna buy a car for her. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so uh, yeah, she she. she she died in she died in Canada. Um, she would have been seventy in in December. Oh, uh, she, okay. She, yeah, okay, she, okay. She, she just talked sorry about, about sorry about guys, that. Yeah, we, uh, look, guys. Sometimes it's just a simple thing like a cough. She just, she just started mm-hmm. cough and continuous coughing, and um, she went to the doctor, and um, then she heard it was cancer, and oh. before a year, within nine months, within nine months, she's gone because. It, you know, once the cancer touched the liver, you know, and it, it spread all over the body. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she died. She died this winter. Oh, boy. And just for the record, Sorry just for the record, just for the record, is her name Fatima McKenzie? Yes, Fatima no. McKenzie. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that one. Sorry. Yes. Yes, sir. Fatima, right. Okay. I'm, really sorry. I'm really sorry yeah. to hear Mr. McKenzie. I'm sorry, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, okay Jason, back to you. Did, did you finish with you? With your expose on the ICC World T20 World Cup playing condition, Mr. Jetian? No, playing condition is like normally same as it is. There's not many changes, but the only exciting we're going to look into is those uh, six teams they have added in this uh, tournament. We have... uh, is ICC full members actually 11 yeah 11 yeah you got England India Australia Pakistan New Zealand uh, South Africa Afghanistan West Indies Sri Lanka Bangladesh then we have Ireland Scotland Papua New Guiana which is the PNG then Netherlands Oman and Namibia so all together we will have 16 teams and uh, eight teams will not have the first round. There's a little bit tricky because the group A and group B, let me repeat group A, they have the Sri Lanka, Ireland, Netherlands, and Namibia. Those are the teams among in that group going to play against each other. And then you have another group. We have Bangladesh, Scotland, ENG and Oman. Mm. So from these two groups, they are trying to bring two teams. So out of four teams, only two goes to the main pool, which is the round two. They call it Super 12. So there is a first eight teams will not play in a first round when tournament starts. It will be the two groups playing with those teams, and they're going to pick up the two teams from each side, and then they're going to make the uh, Super 12, and that will be the real competition. So groups are divided, uh, the main group I'm talking now. It's uh, one group we have England, Australia, South Africa, and West Indies, and then we're going to have qualifier group A leader, 
and the runners-up from the Group B. That's the Group One. The second group we have India, Pakistan, New Zealand. Then we have Afghanistan, and then we're gonna have the leader of Group B and the runners-up from Group A. So this will be the six-side type of group, and then they'll be playing against each other. So it's a long schedule but it makes more sense to have these uh, uh, new upcoming countries to have opportunity to compete. So in reality, we look at eight teams gonna compete and the four of them moving forward. With the two already, are, I will say favorite already before they get into, because they are the one expected to go through. So that means the two teams gonna have, two new teams gonna have chance to come into the Super 12. They, I go by, I believe, the ranking system, and the top eight is automatically qualified, and nine and 10 has to go for the qualifier, like West Indies did last time against the Zimbabwe and other countries to qualify. So that's a good thing to see that they have expanded to this thing, and everyone should have the opportunity to move up. Quick, quick question, Coach Jason. I didn't hear you call the USA in any of those groups. Did I miss it or? No, they didn't qualify. USA been knocked out. Remember, USA oh, went to Bermuda and they did not qualify, but they had Canada and Bermuda. But then again, Canada and Bermuda did not qualify for the World Cup. Because they have like okay. three-step process. You have to win in America's. Then you go for the regional qualifier, and then you go for the world qualifiers. Okay, got it. And, and Let me ask a question here. Will the first round be a knockout, knockout series, or are you going to have a round robin? Robin. I believe the round robin. They'll be playing a three, three games. I already posted the schedule. And if needed, I can forward to you. But it's a long uh, story. Is like everyone is going to play certain amount of games, right? So it's like uh, it's not something knockout. Knockout does okay. not start until it reaches Thank the you. playoff. Yeah. But, but what is also interesting, I see there are four cameras, two on either side, four run-out cameras, going to be placed on the pitch on the... You notice that? I, I was just looking through the rules and all that. Are, those are included in the rules. You have two sets of cameras. Yeah, that, thing is, that thing is like needed. It was a technical aspect of the game. If you see a, let's say, run out, but mm -hmm. if we have the runner in front of the camera, it may be blocked out. So that's why they are looking at the opposite side camera so they can have at least clear look. Because usually... Baller side camera can be clearly visible on crease because after the delivery, baller does go through its own uh, uh, momentum to go forward where the runner is normally hanging around around the popping crease. So that's what these extra cameras is needed uh, just to have the clear view what exactly happened. Our camera can see the popping crease very clearly when they are making run-out decisions. Yeah. Are Anybody we going else? to have uh, some type of seeding uh, as to which team goes into which group or anything like that? Are we just going to just 
throw them all in and see who comes out. But that has already been done. No, the already. groups are already there. Groups are yeah, already there. The, the groups are as follows. Let me give you that, Mr. McKenzie, for your sake. England, okay. Thank Australia, you. South Africa, West Indies. The qualifier of Group A, that you hear we talked about, and then the qualifier B2 will be in that group as well. So two other teams apart from the West Indies, South Africa, Australia, and England in Group 1. In Group B, you have India, Pakistan. That is going to be a, a good setup, Pakistan versus India, New Zealand, and Afghanistan. Those are in the Group 2. And then you have quali- two qualifiers, the B1 and A2. So they are already determined, except perhaps the... I think the, the others will have been already taking place too. The qualifiers have been determined already. Haven't they not been done? I don't know if, if that is done. I'm not too sure. Thank you. Any other questions? Anything? Any uh, concern? It's a long document, and I would just advise that um, anyone who wants to, you know, know more, because to me, <laughs> it's so large. You even have the size of the gloves, the. the all the te- all the technicalities in this that you I, I, I think it's worth it just worth reviewing and it's good good knowledge for any of our panelists. Are they going to have a special panel of panel of umpires for these matches? Or or what? How are they gonna put that, that together? I'm sure that is normal. It's they, they this is ICC tournament, so they pick up mm-hmm. their own pool of empires. Okay. Uh, you want to come out of retirement, Mr. McKenzie? No, I think I might go to an umpire one of those matches. <laughs> no, he's, no, come on now, guys. That's no joke. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, what's the other big thing? Well, See? can I ask Coach Jay? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Can I ask Coach Jayton about the, the ICC Men's World Cup League 2? Can you elaborate on what's taking place right now in, uh, in is it Oman or Dubai? At any rate, where we can see the 10 teams, uh, 7 teams uh, playing amongst themselves. But what is the end game, shall I call it, the end game or the end result of what's happening here in this League 2 World Cup thing? Can you explain to us? The League 2 goes on a three-year cycle, actually. Mm -hmm. And then you are expected to play almost 36 games in three years. Okay. Okay. And after that, depends on your standing. I believe we have eight or ten in a group. And then top two uh, advances and the bottom two downgraded to the Division Three. And the winners oh. from the Division Three move to the Division Two. So that's a normally is they usually do switch back and forth on some of the teams at the bottom but nothing much at the top. And it's also gives the opportunity for that uh, 50-over ODI World Cup opportunity for the qualifier. So that uh, tournament is a, a tier two type of uh, tournament for the ODI. It's the secondary side of the cricket world. 
And uh, looks like these all teams are doing well. And it's to keep their own uh, pace to move on. But it's like three-year cycle, and they have to be at the top, too, if they want to qualify for the ODI Championship or World Cup. And the bottom two always downgraded to the lower group. And they can go up to, I believe, Division 4. Yeah, because we had USA twice. So does the team in League 2 have the opportunity to be promoted to a top division or or a higher division? Only in the World Cup. Only in the World Cup. Okay, thank you. But then these are, if you, if, hold on, hold on one second, Leon. If you do the perform well, like the Afghanistan did and Ireland did, if you do well, then there is the opportunity for that country to become a full-time member. There is a possibility. Uh-huh. And once you become the full-time member, then you'll be in that uh, main league, which is right now, I believe, 12. And they usually play against each other more uh, games. You don't have to go back to the Division 2 or 3 to play your games. My question to you, the question is is not so much um, about you, but uh, you may know. Some teams have played 16 matches and others have played 8, half the amount, and some have played 7. Why why is that so? So, you you know, I don't think you... Well, let me let me tell you when this cycle started. It was before the corona. I remember. So when oh. the schedule started, it was all going well, and uh, it's usually your schedule is like spread out. Depends on your situation, uh, availability of cricket grounds and officials and players and all those. As they usually in between try to host a triangle series between the three countries together so everyone can have four games against the opponent right but then we had a lot of cancellation under covid including our usa side i believe we had a twice cancellation or delayed so now what happened is some of the countries are not picking up the schedule yet so momentum is a slow for half of the teams like nepal they are like halfway right now where yeah. the other teams yeah. like USA and Oman, they played more games than the Nepal. But mm-hmm. eventually, at the end of the three-year cycle, everyone should have 36 games, and they'll be ranked based on those 36 games result. Uh-huh. Any you. more questions? Anyone? Anyone? Any, hardly any, anything from you? No. no, sir. No, sir. Okay. Jatin, the IPL, it, it, it to me is not as sweet as before. <laughs> the break, the break was take out some of the sting out of the IPL. You agree or no? Don't you? And what is happening to to your team, Mumbai? They're second to last in at the point at this point. Can you tell us yeah, anything about still, it? It's it's still uh, possible. Let's say. Most of the teams has played uh, 10 games as of now. Means every team has uh, four more games to play, right? So mm-hmm. that's like eight points. So if you are targeting Mumbai Indians, they are at eight points. If they win next four games, that makes the 16 point, which is the top of the leader has right now. 
anything possible. But right now, looks like the Chennai Super King is looks like a most favorite now. After mm-hmm. that half time, they got this Suresh Raina back and a couple of other guys, and uh, looks like they have the most rings and bells you need to win this tournament. Watch out for the Delhi Capitals. They are doing the same thing, right? And then we're going to have competition between uh, four teams. Uh, Royal Challenger, Challenger is, uh, got the big pick by the two wins against Mumbai Indians. But then you have Kolkata Knight Riders. Looks like they are tied up with Punjab, Rajasthan, and Mumbai. All four teams have the eight points to be at number four. So... Uh, I will say it's uh, still race is on for the playoff, and uh, this will not be decided until we go to the 13th or 14th game. This table can suffer, you know. But anybody, any question to me? It's not as sweet as before. Anybody agree or disagree with me? Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. You know, it has been dissected for a number of reasons. So uh, it has lost its flavor, but I, I I've been watching the competition, and um, I don't know what to say about it this time. It might be a bit low key or so forth. When will this? When will when when the, when is this expected to close? Anybody else out there? Mm-hmm. It's going to run for how long? October the fifteenth. Okay. Okay. Yes. October 15th is the end. The Thank May's you very much. Not, 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 not too far from here. Because mm-hmm. all the teams well, that they get me, ready to work up. Hmm? Go ahead, Adley. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm following, but I, I can't get to watch any. any I, I'm out at work, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting to watch any, any of those games. But, but I've, I've been following, you know, reading up on the reports and, and such like. And one information I would like to pass on to you: um, the, the fastest ball has been bowling in, in the IPL this year is by one man, Noki, South African. One fifty-one point seven one, one fifty-one point three seven, one fifty point eight three, one fifty point twenty-one, and one forty-nine point ninety-seven. Twice the fastest ball has been bowled right now in, in the IPL. So far, hundred hundred miles. Yeah, pretty close up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nineties, high nineties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, that is useful information too. So, uh, uh, um, Jetin, which is your team? I, 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 I gave you your team correctly, Mumbai Indians. Well, I was up for it when it started, but the second half is horrible. They are not able to win anything, and none of the boys wants to bat. It's a crazy thing going on. So I will say we're gonna have we're gonna have the front uh, runner uh, probably on uh, Monday, October fourth. Whoever wins the battle between Delhi and Chennai Super Kings, the top mm-hmm. two teams, they are gonna face against each other, and uh, whoever wins that game. I will put my money on that team. They are going through. <laughs> what happened to the Mumbai Indians, Indians today? They're off to a good opening start. They lost oh, yeah. two or three quick wickets in the 80s. I didn't get to watch the rest of the match. How did it go? They crumbled, man. 
They're all out. Well, yeah, they're all out basically. And uh, now you can see that uh, there is a lot of uh, coaching decisions are ongoing. When you look at these games, these are not anymore with that uh, uh, first six overs of power play. Are you waiting until the 16th over and go hit out for the remaining last four overs or something? And in the middle, you can score runs and build a partnership. Now it's going other way. This IPL has given completely a different look in terms of the game. Every ball is important. Every over is important. So whichever team has a potential player to change that tactics can be winner. Royal Challenger has a Chahal, like today, he came out and stopped the momentum. Opening pair was doing well, and all of yeah. a sudden, Chahal came out, and I believe on very first ball, he took that uh, Clinton Decock, and after mm-hmm. that, uh, they had another baller came as a change, the Herschel Patel, and he took the hat trick, and that changed the whole momentum of the game. And uh, during this process, we can see all their main strikers who used to score heavy in the past, they are just completely flop. Yes. And yes. overall, now biggest concern is for the West Indies. I think besides the Bravo, right now, I don't see anyone is making big noise in IPL. Looks like everyone mm. is a, uh, cold true. ice right now, okay? Yes, yes, you're right. Question for Coach Jason. There was a report about COVID positive tests recently announced. Do you know, do you have any further news on that front? There was a, some of the players are getting uh, negative and even when they started the first IPL round, uh, we know that before tournament starts, the Suresh Raina has to quit and go back home because of the test. Now in this one, I believe the Natrajan, I think he's playing for Sunrisers, and he's been found. So he's uh, off the tournament. So I think they are still doing on and off. It's uh, very hard to say what is the protocol or procedure is in place. But once they're found, they will try to block that player from uh, participating or staying with the teams. But right now it's not widespread is what you're saying. It's probably just the odd player. Probably not, because I don't know whether they have protocol or not to check them every day or every week or something like that. You know, we are not sure, but the only thing we know that once they're found, they are trying to remove that player completely from the camp. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I noticed something today, JT, and I don't know if you saw it, but I saw a lot of hands in among them, the, the players from Mumbai Indians, the captain, he was throwing his hands in the air and Pollard, uh, a feeler, threw a ball over Pollard's head. <laughs> and they, as a result, they got an extra run and I saw hands going up. I don't know if this, there's some discontent in the team. Do you hear anything from the inside sources? Well, not sure again, but these are the tricky parts. And it's very hard to say what exactly going on. But uh, at the moment, the way I look at it, uh, this uh, team chemistry is completely messed up. And none of the uh, 
responsible exactly. player carrying on that responsibility that is the huge concern you know but but, but we must say on the other hand Chennai Super Kings and Bravo is doing extremely well right. for an old stager do you agree with me at the Bravo. moment yes let's take it this yes. way <laughs> <laughs> but but then the situation is when the situation is I'm still uh, not trying to disappoint you guys but when the real time comes it's not about one or two player performing well you're going to need the team to become a champion and that right. is the where West Indies is going to have a situation to tackle number 2 if they are on heavyweight on paper with they are right now then my biggest concern is i believe this team is going in over confident and that going to be a disaster you know everyone thinks if i am out next batsman will come and he will learn to win and the story continues until we got 11 Yeah. Any other question for anybody else on the IPL? I I I am not I'm not too happy with the and there's a lot of discontent with the West Indies team selections going into the T20. And I, and I tend to agree with, with those people. Example, what did you hear? What is of concern to you? Um, people contend that Bravo shouldn't be there, among other things. Yeah, well, which Bravo shouldn't be there? There are two Bravo. The, the bus fan, not the all-rounder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was, um, I thought, would have been... I think he's on the standby list, right? He's in the standby. The he's Bravo's... in the reserve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's on reserve. He's not in the main squad. He's on reserve. But he, there's a question about his being on the reserve as well. Um, and Yeah. But go ahead, make your points. That's the only one that you have. Mr. McKenzie? Yeah, that's the one I remember right mm-hmm. outright. What, what, what about what about um Jason Holder being on the reserve and Sheldon Cottrell instead of being in the in the, the main squad? Maybe I, you didn't hear about that? No, yeah. no. Yeah, that that's a call for Jason to be to be uh, should have been in in the in the main team instead of the reserve. And rightfully so yeah. too, but even even Stevie Wonder could have read through that one, <laughs> and he could see yeah. plainly. Jason Wonder needs to be in the first What is Gail? What is Gail doing there? Gail is <laughs> something. What is he huh? doing there? Yeah, let me make a point. With, uh, but, 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 but Mr. McKenzie, ask the question: What is Gail doing? You want to answer him? Yeah. <laughs> no, not that particular. I, I, I no, wanted to I'm make a you. point that... Yeah. Talk to him about uh, Gail uh, now and then move on from that. Well, it's kind him? of... It's, relate, it's related in the sense oh, okay. that I right, just right. wanted to... Sh- I, yeah, I right. wanted to share with him the fact that I was listening to a radio pro- broadcast in which very notable former players such as Derek Murray were answering questions about the team and it appears that most of these high, you know, players of note who were recognized from past West Indies appearance appears to be, uh, you know, satisfied with, with the team. 
as it is. I'm with, not with, sure your exception of most, with your most, exception, with, with yes. most, with, with, with your exception, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I did not hear any widespread criticism oh, of yeah. the team. Rather, everyone was quite happy that the team, with mm-hmm. the team, mm-hmm. as... Well, well as, as, you're as, listening to a different program, maybe, what, what yeah, we're listening because, to. Because a lot of people came out against, um, even Andy Roberts. He was mm-hmm. one of his holders, cap, um, critics as a captain, but as a player. As a mm-hmm. But he came out and said, man, it was outrageous to have left him out of the, the first team. So, as far as Andy's concerned, he's saying, sir, Andy's saying keep, keep Jason Wold as far away from the captaincy as you can. But yes. as, a, as, an, as an all-rounder, as a cricketer, Hundred percent, yes. He should never be left out. Mm-hmm. Should never have been left out. But well, I can't remember. I recall any time that the team has ever been picked, though, that there's no concern. But this one, to me, was one of the biggest, biggest. This, this was big, this is the biggest one to me as well. Yeah, yeah. this is the yeah. biggest because yeah. you're talking about the number one all rounder in the world. Um, although it's not in in test in, in the T20, but he but he's he's shown his worth. He has played all three formats, and he has shown his worth time and times again with the bat and also with the ball and as a fielder. You know, catcher. You know, good good guy can catch uh, very good. So um mm-hmm. and and his height and everything helps. You know, some balls that maybe would have gone over the head of certain fielders. You know, can pull it down and stuff like that. But um, to to um, invite him for training and then and then put him in in the in the reserve is like it's like a big insult, you know. Uh, and Cottrell have been doing good the last well the last one was the, the ODI where, where where he was very impressive. But he has been he has been doing good. He did well in the in the in the in the CPL too. And even in the end he he won some matches um at least one I know. And when he got run out, unfortunately, maybe he'd have taken it home for his team as well, you know. So um, he, he that's another that's another question mark. But then again, I, I know the the selectors they have a very big job, and you can't, you'll never able to pick a side without you have this field. But Jason Holder one was bigger than ever. The, 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 he should never, never have been you know been been passed over for anybody else in the fifteen. In the first fifty. Okay. Any other questions um, about that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when you finish it, that when you finish it, that I, I want to touch something that will make Mr. Patel very yeah, happy and myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm the, I'm dealing with the Indians, the India women stopping the, the winning streak of the Australians in the ODI. Yes. I don't know if you, you, you saw that. Today. Because mm-hmm. the the Aussies, the Aussies have they, they are they are on a um, I think twenty twenty six match winning streak, the the longest streak in ODI history, men or women in men's or women's cricket. So um, uh, the, the the match before this one, the Indians were on the verge of breaking it because it took a last ball oh. win by the Aussies to maintain the streak. But this time um, the Indians, the Australians make. Yeah, it's in the last over this time. It's in the last over this time. Yeah, the year in the the previous match, the Aussies won on the very last ball, Mm -hmm. and this one, 
Um, the Aussies made 264 for nine. Indians um, making their highest run chase ever. This is a record for them. Highest run chase ever in ODI. 266 for eight with three balls to spare. And, and they, they, they snapped the winning record at, I think, 26 matches. As I've said before, the highest, um, the longest streak in, in, in cricket ODI, men, men's or women's cricket. So um, it's all, uh, all celebration and jubilation and everything right now because you know, the Indian brought to an end that winning streak. And that's a good. They just missed out the, the, the match before. So, Mr. Yes, Patel, so India, how do you feel? Yes, I can, I can tell you that's a proud moment. India has a lot of young talent which is coming in with the most experienced player, Mithali Raj. The previous game was like a little bit shocking. India could have done it well, but there was a lost ball. It was a player was caught at mid-wicket, but after that, Empire gave a no ball. That means there was a free hit, the last ball. Mm-hmm. So only mm-hmm. run out is possible, and that is the case. They scored the run and won it. So India could have stopped Australia after 25. But they got the 26 win. And uh, this one, I think, uh, it turned out better way because the two of the bowlers bowled well, three wickets each. But the senior player, uh, Julan Goswami, I think she took the uh, top three. And that was the beautiful to start. And she's the one, actually, uh, scored that winning boundary with the three balls to spare. So that's a, India's achievement. It's a very hard to win in Australia, whether it's a man or woman. But it uh, looks like these lots of young players are following what's happening in the cricket world, like the, what the men's team did last time in Australia. They have not forgotten, and that's the reason they are fighting till end. And you can see these two young players, actually three young players, put the batting show, uh, one of them under pressure, but she was still scoring even when it's needed. And uh, you can see that. This is the big thing. And uh, honestly speaking, this will definitely develop more interest to the new players at the local level because this thing is giving the, the glory, that uh, attention you need in a global cricket. And when we are saying so much, I believe there's a lot of youngsters coming to do well. And uh, that's all about India is. They have plenty of talent, and this will not end here. And it's a good thing to enjoy right now, visiting them from uh, 26 uh, uh, ODI wins, just like the men's team did in uh, Gaba, the last game, right? It was uh, hard mm-hmm. to beat, but mm-hmm. they made it. So they are like a 20, 2021, it looks like a great year for them. And they are trying to put together a uh, few records in the bucket where they can celebrate and enjoy. In other words, if you have a record streak going on, you want to get it broken, um, call the Indian. Don't don't forget, in 2001, Australia had a longest streak in a test wicket. I believe 16 tests in a row, they won it. India is the one who stopped it. And uh, Mm -hmm. don't forget that test match. India was forced to follow on. And then VVS Luxman and Rahul Dravid put together the inning. And they turn around that game. They stop the momentum of 16 tests. Not only that, after that, they went out for winning that series. <laughs> yes, 
Uh, folks, so let, let's pause for a cause because we have Simon on with us and he's going to give us his question to the panelists tonight. And doubtfully, um, and, uh, uh, we probably may not have time to ask him a question, but Simon, good evening to you, sir. Good morning. And a very good evening to you, Mr. President. Uh, good, good evening. evening. Good evening, Dennis. Cardinal, good mm-hmm. evening to you if you're listening to us. Audley, Virgil, Mr. Patel. Jetner, Ivor Henry, Mr. Mackenzie, and all our faithful listeners all over the world who always listen to us every Sunday. There's so much to learn on this show. I'm so happy to be on with you, talented men and ladies who know the game so well and love the game. Yeah, I was listening to Mr. Patel giving us all those scores of India and Australia and all that. He does know his cricket. Well, now it's time for us and to give so you. Say <laughs> yeah, indeed, we do that. And of course, Simon, your question to the panelists. Okay, tonight we are going to change a little bit. It's more of a discussion, and I don't want to ask a direct question, so there's no yes or no answer, or no right or wrong answer. Okay, I'll put this scenario to the panelists. Okay, you are the captain, Mr. Um, Leon Francis, you are the captain of the team, and you throw the ball to me and said, I want you to open the bowling. And I said, no, I don't want to. Uh, What is the recourse uh, that you'll take, and what does the rule book say about it? I'm going to repeat it again. You're the captain of the team, and you throw the ball to me and said, "Uh, Mr. Simon, I want you to open the bowling. And I said, no, I don't want to. Uh, What recourse do you have? and what the rule book says about that. And then we'll ask the panelists what each person would do about that in that case. Yes, indeed. Who want to go first? I, I think that the, if, the, if the players refuses, I don't think the captain can do anything about that, can he? Uh, I, I'm not too sure, but I would think that the captain would, would ask him, well, what's your reasoning? And if he's, he's sure that he is satisfied with the, with the result of the answer, the information received, he, he probably may may not may give the ball to somebody else, but he could probably take up the the matter with his um, the management team afterwards. If he's dissatisfied, but I don't think. Okay, yeah. thank you, Mister Leon. I don't think he can t- tell him go off the field, <laughs> but he can tell him he can report the matter to the to his the management of the team. That's my okay. take. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That sounds reasonable to me. Leon, I I suspect that uh, in a situation like that, the captain will simply throw the ball to somebody else and make sure that this particular player feel that, uh, you know, fine legs. And the boundary. uh, You know, and it works. Or respect the Lord. So, so what did you take, take, uh, Dennis? Tell us what your thoughts. Uh, Well, I'm just explaining that I don't think the uh, captain will do anything other than give the ball to somebody else to vote and Uh make sure that by way of getting back at the player, he could send him to third man or fine leg and on both ends, which means he's got a long walk all day. in In the long run. You also tell him to, tell him to move back and send him back, 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 go back, go back until he comes off the field. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're referring so to an incident that happened, Leah. 
<laughs> so we have a long walk and a lot of exercise. Somebody else. Yeah, All right. My, 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 my take is that um, if I should hand the ball to a, a, a player, a bowler. I know he's in the side as a bowler. He is an opening bowler. And mm-hmm. I handed the ball to him and he is going to say no. There must be some explanation why yeah. he don't want to, to bowl the ball. Is he, is he having some problem in, mm-hmm. if he wasn't mm-hmm. he shouldn't be on the field in the first place, right? If, if, if he knows that he can bowl, especially if he's not an all-rounder who can bat then if he's not going to be able to bowl. You know, he, he'll, have to, he'll have to explain to me and, and um, if I'm not satisfied, you know, I'm going to take up um, the matter further. Um, with, with with management, as as Leon said, you know, I, I, I agree with that. But um, yeah, um, I, I, I would just and well, like upon if if he just don't want the ball, just period, and there's nothing happened to him, you, you know, have to do like what Dennis said. I, I, I would tell him and don't um, mid off or um, or mid on, I'm keep on running from this side yeah, to pay for it. That's my that's my that's my thing. I think we shouldn't. This, um, the captain should find out if there's something really wrong with him, physically or otherwise, if, if he's hurting somewhere or something mm-hmm. like that. And if the captain is satisfied with that, he should ask somebody to bowl. But if, if he's not satisfied with his alibi, he should, he, he should, he should punish him. I wonder where to punish him is for probably suspending from the next from the next game or something like that. But yeah, I would give it ball to somebody else and don't want to force him if he doesn't want to bowl. Once you ascertain that he is that he isn't hurt or anything like that, you give it ball to somebody else and then you put him to your to your manager or something like that. Okay, thank you, Mr McKenzie. That sounds good to me. Uh, Jatin? Jatin is here with us. Jatin, give us your take. Well, first of all, there are no rules. The umpire has nothing to do with it in this situation. It's all about captain and the bowler. Yes. And number two, it doesn't happen at international level, not even at the college or state level, I can tell you. This is completely a something can happen at street level because those teams knows who is balling and who is don't. But the yeah, one thing I can of, tell yeah. you, sometimes I've been all-rounder as a medium-paced baller. So sometimes you open the inning, you bowl, let's say, five overs and grab three wickets, and your captain is a pure pain. He says, hey, can you come on and bowl none of the overs? So if you are at fine leg, he normally signals you with the ball, hey, you're bowling next. At that point, you can say, hey, no, I'm tired. Give me some break. You know, let's change it. So it's, a, it's not something disciplinary action or something here. It's a, usually it's a communication because the captain should know who is balling first. And those are the only mm-hmm. things to be tossed the ball. And even you toss the ball, there is no penalty. Player can decline for whatever reason he is. And that should be the internal matter between the player, captain, and the team plan. But it's need to be move on, and uh, absolutely, when you have uh, baller mar- mark his own markup to ball, we have seen incident even at international level, sometimes in the last over of T20 or ODI, 
the bowler does get changed, right? So it, it happens. But I doubt it is in the penalty. It's not a serious concern because sometimes bowlers are tired or not right, and sometimes the captain gives the ball and take it back because he feels like uh, another baller can do a better job for me. You know, mm-hmm. So there's absolutely mm-hmm. no penalty. Rules has nothing to do with it. Empire will not be involved in this case. It's between the captain and the player, and they need to sort it out if they need to with the quick communication. That's it. Thank you. I have a little thing here, Simon, because um, before the before the first ball is bowled, the umpires have to know who is going to face which batsman with number one, who's got number two. So I'm just wondering if the bowler has a dubious record um, against certain batsmen. And uh, to his surprise, he didn't know that that batsman was the facing, was the, facing the ball. And he decides that he doesn't want to bowl. So he just decides to pass it to somebody else. Yeah, that's just a little. I scenario. think Empire need to know when the baller is ready to take the balling. That means in this situation, if ball is just tossed to somebody, that doesn't mean he is qualified as a baller. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. the baller goes to the balling crease and tell the umpire, "I'm bowling right arm over or left arm round, mm-hmm. whatever it is," and when he starts his balling process, then it becomes actually a next baller. Until then, change is possible. Okay. Uh, we have Ivor with us? No, I guess he's listening on his way. And Virgil? Uh, uh, I didn't hear Virgil. No. Virgil's not there. I need your help. He's very busy doing some stuff right now. And um, okay. he put his phone phone on mute, but he's listening. He's okay. listening. Yeah, well, what, what I think is if the, the bowler is just arrogant and say, I don't feel like bowling, and doesn't give a good excuse. Uh, I was asking, uh, can't the captain send him off the field? Is there um, any way he can do that, or where, what, in what way he can punish him? If he just wants to be arrogant and say, no, I don't feel like bowling, or I don't want to feel, I don't want to bowl to to Mackenzie or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, he has to give a re- just like the panelist said, he has to give a good reason. If he doesn't feel well, or he's got a stomach upset, or his arm hurts or something, and the captain agrees with that. But if he's just arrogant and saying, no, I don't want to bowl to Mackenzie right. or something like that, I think the captain should have the power to tell him, oh, well, go off the field. No, he can't. Don't you agree with that? No. Well, I think, I think the, captain could do, the captain could tell him to go off, and, you know, but he would also be mindful of the fact that he'd be playing one down, and very few captains would want to be playing one down. So the chances are he'll just send him to fine leg out both ends. Okay. Well, um, Mr. Umpire saying here, Mr. Umpire Henry, you know, from um, from you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, yes, you can, you can send him off. One of one of the captains is a bowler, and uh, can establish that he, he should bowl, and he 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 can. He can, he can be one for wasting time as well. He can be he just, just, just bowl from a different end. Maybe he just want to bowl from a different end. But it all comes back, it all comes back in what we're saying. Um, depends on the explanation he gives to, to, to the captain. But the captain okay. can also send him off. Because Laura, Laura no, did no, that. No, when, no. When, 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 listen what I'm saying. Laura did that once when, 
<laughs> when le- when I when I start laughing, when Leon said you just tell to go back 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 back, I think there's some somebody with Laura. I don't remember who it is. And he just tell him to go back back back. They laugh the field. He send them off. And that yeah. happened. Laura, Laura Laura did that. So gentlemen, hold your thoughts because we we have with us a great friend, a friend of the <coughs> show. And we, it's a pleasure to introduce my friend, Sir Richie Richardson. Good afternoon to you, sir. How yeah, good evening, and Leon. And good good um, evening, and Tiger. Sorry, hot, 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 man. Good evening to everybody in the panel and to all the yeah. listeners. Yeah, uh, good evening hot, to you, Mr. Richardson. Good evening to you. Yes. How are you doing? Very well. Um, Mr. Leon. Yes, uh, sir. The president, could we put this question to... We're going to give a chance to talk to him, Joe, because he has some time with us this evening. So, so, so okay. Richie, what is new in your neck of the woods? Let me ask you first, though. When once you have taken up the captaincy, and not a lot of incidents happened during your time. For instance, when Dujan was left out, when the South African team came to Barbados. When you won a match in Australia by one run, when Courtney Ambrose had a spell of seven for one. Can you elaborate and tell us all about that? Well, I'm certainly um, I've had a very exciting career. Uh, a number of things have happened throughout. Um, you know, a few slightly controversial situations, but mostly my time with the Western has been really glorious. Um, you know, a lot of commitment from a highly professional team. And, um, you know, we did well. Um, we looked out for fans. We had fans all over the world who gave us tremendous support, and we, we looked out for them. And, and, and I really enjoyed my era, my time. I enjoyed that era of cricket. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, they wanted two controversial um, situations, uh, but that's life, you know. Um, you know. Life was never meant to be a, a bed of roses. Um, and you just have to, when these waves come, you just got to rise above them and, and move on. Um, I think you mentioned about uh, the situation uh, when we, my first test match as captain um, in Barbados against South Africa, who was just coming back in. And there was a situation where there was a massive boycott. Um, that was unfortunate, really, because um, I, I, I think that it, it 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 wasn't good for West Indies cricket. And, of course, yes, the people of Barbados, they boycotted it. But, you know, sometimes you really have to look deeper into why certain things happen. And I never held it against the, the, the Barbados public. Um, at the time, lots of things happened in Barbados. So people were frustrated. And then you had um, people in the media promoting um, not uh, promoting that the, the, the fans, the Barbadians, should not go out and support the West Indies team, all because they thought that um, Anderson Cummins should have played. Um, it was unfortunate, and one of those uh, persons, uh, I don't really like to call names because I can't afford to be controversial, but um, you know, one of our best commentators, uh, best journalist, really, he was behind of it, um, Tony Cozier, um, and he, t- he still turned up. You know, he was basically, you know, writing about, you know, telling people not to come, but he turned up, you know, which I found was a bit strange, but nonetheless, 
Um, you know, the test match was a, a, an epic test match because we were facing defeat for the entire match until the last day when things turned around. Um, we, as I said, we had little or no support at the ground, and we realized as, as, as a team, we had to dig deep, and despite what was happening in Barbados, we were, we were doing it for West Indies and doing it for all the fans. We didn't take it personal, but we just wanted to go out there and show the, 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 the Caribbean people that despite whatever differences we have, it's important for us to stay united, and it's only when we are united that we, we, we would conquer. And we ended up winning the test match very, very easily, and um, I, was, I was really, really happy about that. Um, you also mentioned another. There was, oh, there's another situation um, which involved um, South Africa again. Um, that was, I think, before that Test match. Um, um, it was a World Cup in New Zealand when they, they beat us. And I, I made a comment because you know a lot of people were hyping the fact that South Africa, a uh, racist country. Um, you know they were banned for years and they're back in, and and a lot of West Indian people. Um, did not welcome them back into international cricket. Uh, but for me personally, um, if, 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 if Mr. Mandela said, look, it's fine for us to play against South Africa, it's fine for us to go to South Africa, it's fine for us to invite South Africa, um, which is, you know, obviously he's a man of vision and he realized that that was part of the process of change. So who am I, if Mr. Mandela said, look, you know, um, let's do it. Who am I to go against that? So when we when South Africa beat us in in, um, in 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 New Zealand, I made a comment saying, "Well, look, you know, my approach was basically I, I approach this like just any other match, like how I approach any other match." And yeah. I was castigated, you know, vilified by a number of journalists in the Caribbean, especially here in Antigua. Um, uh, but I, I stand by what I said. I mean, what I really meant was that it doesn't matter who I'm playing against. If I'm playing for my country. I'm giving everything. I want to win every single match. It don't matter who I'm playing against. It's the same approach to try and beat these people badly. And, and, that, and, and that's what I meant and that's what I said. But people obviously took it, um, you know, a different way, put a little bit of spin on it. I remember King Frank, I was one of them back here in Antigua who sort of like had a go at me. But he also had, had some beef because, you know, um, you know, you know, when... I took over the captaincy and, and, and Saviv was omitted from the Australia um, trip. A lot of Antiguans, including Franca and some others, thought that it was me behind of it. But anyhow, that's a long story. And I don't like to talk about it because I've spoken about that many, many times. And it, it, it's, it's, I'm way past it now. And, um, you know, um, but, you know, my career has been a success, as I said, um, playing with, playing on the Clive Lloyd, um, with Viv Richards, Joel Garner, Michael Holding, Malcolm Marshall, Jeffrey Dushan, you know, uh, Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich, um, Larry Gomes, you know, all these guys, all these guys were at a different level. Uh, not only in terms of the talent that we exhibited, it was about the, the pride that we had, the pride in playing, the pride in performing, you know, and, and, and we saw ourselves as ambassadors for a country. People are playing to make money. We are out there playing to prove to the world that a small country can go there and beat anybody in the world, despite all the, the, the struggles we've had as, an, as a nation from way back in slavery coming right through 
you know, uh, we wanted to prove a point, and that's what it, that, that's what it was all about. Of course, things have changed a little bit today, but such is life. You know, uh, a lot of things have changed for the better. Uh, the game, there's a lot more money involved. Um, the game is, is much more advanced. But for me personally, I would not tr- trade that era for for this era because to me, there were a lot more fun. Uh, a lot more appreciation. I mean, you know, one of the, and I was just speaking to somebody just the other night, and one of the great things about when we played is that we would have time to associate with the fans. You know, if we're playing at, at the MCG and staying at the hotel up the road, we would walk back after a game with fans, signing autographs, taking pictures, having a chat with them, and, you know, taking our time to get back, whereas now the fans have no contact with players. Uh, and obviously, for obvious reasons, but you know, to me that that, that was the ultimate because we realized that it didn't matter how good we were, how, how much talent we had, if it weren't for the fans, we would have been nothing, you know. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's been good. Um, I had a chance to travel the world, play around the world, meet a lot of people. I still maintain a lot of my friends. I have friends in Australia, in India. All over Australia, you know, um, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, everywhere that I've, I've been, I still maintain friendship with a lot of people there, which I think is a most, most wonderful thing. Thank you so much. You said a mouthful there, but we have quite a bit of panelists on the show this evening, and I'm going to ask Audley Watson. He hails from Jamaica, and he's a fan of Lawrence Rose, so I'm sure he want to ask you a question. Audley? Uh, good evening, Sir Richie, and also want to um, remind listeners and yourself that you are inside the Lawrence Yagaro Hour from 8 to 9 is the Lawrence Yagaro Hour on this program. Yeah, um, yeah oh. the first thing I was going to ask you, um, sorry, I can hear a lot of noise in the back. Yeah, sorry, sorry, so I was just getting a drink. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so I was going to ask you what you, I heard you explain some of the stuff already, what was going on in your head when... Um, as a as a captain of the West Indies team, when when we were, we seemingly down and out against South Africa after they were readmitted into um, the the international pool playing Test cricket, but you you explained some of it um, already, so you you basically answered some of my questions. Yeah, I mean some of the things that went through my mind as well. Uh, even though I wasn't a very positive person, I always believed that I I would succeed. Um, there's a possibility that, you know, we could have lost. And with all the things that were going on around the Caribbean, the negative press about me being captain and stuff, that could have been my first and last as much. So that went through my mind. But I, I, as a professional, I realized that I could not occupy my, my mind with such negativity. You know, um, all I wanted to do is to try and bounce back and win the test match. And, I, you know, we had meetings with the teams. We, cre- we had a number of plans. You know, and, I, and my job was to basically motivate the players, keep them motivated, you know, keep reminding them of the plans that um, that we had in order to um, to win to to win that match and to save you know us losing to a, a team which everybody thinks that there's no we should have lost too, you know, and and also you know the fact that South Africa was a very inexperienced team and you know maybe only one player on that team that, who would have played. Just cricket, which was I think Kepler Vessels who played for Australia. Vessels, yeah. So yeah, so all of them, you know, basically were inexperienced. Even though they were very talented and they were very experienced, a lot, a number of them played county cricket in England. 
and uh, were well known, you know. So, but you know, um, we we did it, you know, and um, we were all very happy, as you know, if you can recall the video that the entire team we held hands and we ran around the field to an empty stadium just to show unity that that we were united as a team. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Mm-hmm. Patel, he's uh, an Indian by birth, but he's in, in America. Mr. Patel, question for Mr. Richie? Patel. Not, not really, no question, but uh, definitely I will say hello to... That's strange. That's, that's, strange uh, for, for, that's strange for an Indian who have a question to ask the cricketer. I've never ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for you at Cricket Hall of Fame next week. Uh, I thought you were going to come out, but uh, unfortunately... Yeah, but yeah, so next year. Next year. Happen I, what year. I'm, uh, yeah, so uh, um, I spoke to Mr. Chambers, and what happened, there was another event that I had to... Well, I've been asked to attend for, for, for the last four years, which I have always been quite busy, and they'd ask, they've been asking me to come, so... I had a chat with Mr. Chambers asked if we could uh, postpone it until next year. So next year, um, definitely, and uh, hopefully the, the, pand- the world pandemic situation would, would have been much better and we'll be able to maybe socialize more and do more and have, have more fun as well. Yep. So anyway, I'd like to ask you a question not directly related to cricket. I know you talk mm-hmm. a lot about it and the people came out with mm-hmm. a lot of questions. But there was something going crazy lately in, uh, I believe, last uh, six years. And it can be a huge concern about this fantastic cricket and now this bat and this all Dream 11 and a lot of things is coming up. And they're trying to draw a fan base into a different prospect of the game. Fan used to spend money on tickets come out to the stadium and enjoy the game. Now it's changing. It's a completely different the way they are trying to attract. So what do you think in the future? Is it going to damper our uh, chances to bring the full house or it will not hamper the fan base? Well, um, you know, I'm a traditionalist, but I also believe that I also believe in making changes, and we've also we've always got to be thinking ahead and planning for the future. And um, at the end of the day, younger and younger people are going to come involved. The, the young young people they think differently to 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 to, to us. Um, they, they they do things differently. So um, you know the, the, the authorities have always got to be proactive and try to do things that going to keep the game alive. Uh, for me, I don't want to see Test cricket go. I, I think Test cricket is, is the ultimate. Um, it, it proves, you know, the true worth of a cricketer. Um, you know, Test cricket proves that you are a complete player. If you're successful in Test cricket, it proves that you are a complete player. And um, I, I love Test cricket, but at the same time, I understand and realize that look, you know, um, we got to keep the game attractive, not only to us but to the, the younger generation. We got to keep up with the, the various technology. Um, you know, you know. Right now, everything is about being online, and that, and, and that's how the young people operate and thrive. So, if you have to use the medium, the, the, the social media, to 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 get the attention and to get them involved, maybe that's how um, it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, the authorities have got to preserve the legacy. They've got to preserve 
you know, you know what it meant to 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 be to to play um, Test cricket, you know, because if you, if you look, you know, all the, all the best players in the world today, they do well in all formats, you know, um, and 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 that is something that we've got to maintain, you know. So um, as I say, look, look, I um, don't know exactly where things are going to go in terms of innovations and all that, but um, I am not against it as long as the game is not going to suffer. Thank you, sir. Yes. And by the way, congratulations being uh, going to be inducted as a Hall of Fame. I was inducted last Thank year. Thank you. Thank you. And we have oh, another person on the video coming later. He is also going to inducted uh, this uh, next Saturday. He played for oh, the India in a woman team when they mm-hmm. become the nation to play women cricket. So okay. welcome aboard, mm-hmm. and I definitely will miss you, you. But we'll catch up some point. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'll be, I'll be back, man. I'll be back. No worries. You know, okay. I'm not going anywhere. Just want to let our listeners know that we are speaking to Sir Richie Richardson, my brother. I can call him that. The next speaker is Dennis. Oh, most certainly, most certainly. My, the next uh, guest um, a panelist is Dennis. He hails from California. Dennis? Yes, Sir Richie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sir Richie. My question good evening. How are you doing? Fine, thank you, sir. The West Indies on the 19th tour of England has ended, and the West Indies youth lost the series 4-2. Can you tell us your views and highlights of this series and the tours? What is it that, you know, made you happy, sad, or, um, you know, hopeful? Well, I, I didn't really um, see any of the cricket. I, I saw a few highlights and heard a few news clips and stuff like that. But from my understanding... It's all about giving our youngsters the opportunity to 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 um, go abroad and and play and and to develop their their skills. And of course, when you're playing, you want to win, um, but you're not always going to win. Somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But you know, the, some of the feedback that I got that you know um, the guys you know um, gave a very good account of themselves. Um, they weren't embarrassing. Um, yes, they, they, they didn't win the series, and they lost, I think, is it um, one game they won? I, I, can't, I don't remember. No, but, two. They won two. Um, two. Yeah, one, two, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, especially when you're that age, it's about development. It's about learning something. And I'm sure that, that most of them would have learned something on, on, on that tour. Um, I haven't spoken to Sikhart yet. He was on the tour. Um, so I'll have a chat with him soon um, about what happened there and stuff like that. But I, I'm confident that that um, what was set out to achieve would have been achieved in terms of getting some experience, get, you know, get, giving our youngsters the exposure to play in 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 conditions that a lot different to what they are accustomed to here in the Caribbean. So, you know, um, no doubt a few of them will make it through to the the senior team. So when they go back to England now, they would have an, an idea as to how the ball would behave, um, you know, what the kids would play like, um, the, the, you know, the mannerisms of the, the, you know, the English people or English players. And, and it, it was, and I'm sure it was a, a learning experience for them. And that's what it's all about. Do you think we we'll be seeing more under nineteen matches in the Caribbean in the next few years? Yes, um, from my understanding, the under nineteen ICC World Cup will be here in Antigua in, in January. 
Oh, and okay. I know, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's just before England comes down to the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So nice. there's a lot of cricket. Um, and um, I mean, the, the Western cricket, cricket, cricket board, cricket Western is, you know, um, with despite having limited resources, you know, they, they've got a drive for development. So they'll be looking for every opportunity to give our, our, our young students in particular, and also the female. You know, there's been a lot of women's cricket in, in, in the region, in the Caribbean. And um, so, you know, you know, kudos got to be given to Cricket West Indies for giving our players, our females and our young cricketers the opportunity to play as much cricket as possible, especially in these trying times. You know, you know it's very, very difficult to move around and, you know, all the restrictions and all the tests that you've got to do. It's not easy, but still, you know, um, we're busy. Our, our cricket calendar in the Caribbean is, is really, really busy. Thank you. Okay. Not a problem. A brother from Monstrat, he goes by the name of Mr. Simon. Simon O'Brien. Simon O'Brien, come on in. You have a question for Sir Richie? Yes, I do indeed. And um, a good evening to you, Mr. Richardson. Good evening. And um, I'm, he said I came from Monstrat, went to England as a teenager to be educated, and I played for a club in Middlesex. I know you must have heard mm-hmm. of Middlesex sometime in your career. Of course. Uh, my question for you, I put it to my panelists early on, and since you are captain, I think that you probably might have an answer for us. I'm giving this scenario. I gave it to all my panelists this evening. They all gave different answers. Okay, you're the captain of the team. I am your mm. bowler. Throw the ball to me. said, Simon, I want you to open your bowling. And I said, no, I don't want to bowl. I said, what's the reason why you don't want to bowl? I just don't want to bowl, just for arrogance. Uh, do you have anything in your book, rule book to tell you you send this man off, you discipline him? How would you deal with that situation? Well, that, that's a very, very good question. I, I certainly have never been in a situation like that. And um, um, exactly how I, – I, I, I'm not sure if you, especially in international period, if you can just – Send a player off like that. I mean, I, I really would, that is something I would have to look look into. I'd have to dive into the, um, the regulations to see exactly how that is dealt with. But certainly, that player, you know, would be disciplined by by the team, um, and possibly also um, could be disciplined by the ICC because um, I know for sure you, as a player, you cannot disobey. The instructions of the umpires, right? And if 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 I'm a captain, and and I went to the umpires and I say, well, look, you know, um, I'm asking this player to, to to go into that position and not to do it, and he's not doing it. I I'm, I believe I could be wrong. I'm not saying that it's 100 percent, but I, I believe actions can be brought against that person because um, you know you can't just go against the authority out there. You can't you know you can't just rebel against the umpires you can't and I'm and I'm sure you can't rebel against your your captain. So I mean a situation like that it would also depend on how it pans out. It could be a situation where nobody knows about it. It could be a situation where the umpires don't know about it. Even the batting team does not know about it. So it would be dependent on how the captain actually deals with it. You know, so okay. it, it, it's, it's a very, very good question. Very, very good question, and something that I would look into because I've never been in a situation like that. 
I've never yeah, even I was thinking of it today, and I said I'm going to bring it to the panelists because we have a very yeah. smart team of panelists, and they all gave very, mm. very good answers. And they're about the mm. same line as your answer. And I said, since you're a captain, and I would yeah. like to know your answer. And they gave just about the same answers as you did. And then what yeah. I would have done in that case, if you said there's nothing in the rule book to say what you can do, if I'm the captain, I can say, well, you're not going to bowl again for the rest of the series, no, whatever, whatever punishment you want to give him. Uh, can he be fined for that? That was my question. Could they yeah, fine him? Yeah, a team has a disciplinary um, committee, right, okay. and especially if you're on tour. And yeah. then, you know, you can, there's certain actions you can take that disciplinary committee can take. And then, oh. obviously, that player will be reported to the board, say Cricket West Indies again. You yeah. know, and then the, then the, the, the governing body will take further action um, okay. as they see fit. Or maybe they might just say, well, look, you know, based on what happened and based on the penalties that he already got, you know, yeah. we're not going to take further action. We're just going to maybe reprimand him or, or, or whatever. But on t if, if we're on tour or we're playing, you know, you have a committee which usually involves the captain, vice captain, manager, coach, and maybe one or two other senior players. And, then, you know, they will make a decision as to what happened with that player. And obviously that will be communicated to the home board. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I put it to the panelists yes, early on. On the same line as you answered. So they, they know they're cricket. They know they're cricket. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon. Mr. Mackenzie Hale from Jamaica. But he lives M Mr. Mackenzie, Mr. Francis, can you give me a minute on the same thing just to clear it up according to the rule books? Mm -hmm. um, you said the, the captain can send the person off, but once you send that person off, there's no substitute. You cannot get, if, if the person is not fixed and the captain has all the right to yeah. discipline, you send him off, but there will be no substitute. You cannot use a substitute when he's off. And if right. he if it takes for too long too long to come off, the umpire can warn him for wasting time if you prolong the whole thing. Mm. So or mm. or if he just wants to bowl from a different end or something like that. But the captain can send him off but no substitute. That's okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Audley. Thank you. And once once I, the captain I don't agree done, with that. Once the captain no, but that, says the, the bowler is gonna be the bowler. And it's established he have to bowl. If they if it's established that he is a bowler, he will have to bowl. Okay. Or he, Thank he can you, send him up, but no substitute. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mr. McKenzie, he hails from Jamaica, but he lives in Texas. Mr. McKenzie, a question yes. for Sir Richard. My, my question my question to you, sir. Welcome to the show. My question Thank to you. you when you are promoted captain. Did you find any adverse reaction among the players themselves? That's one question I want to ask you. When you answer that, I'll, I'll ask another one. When you're promoted captain, how did the players react, react to you? Is that something that you want to answer, Sir Richie? No, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was, um, look, it, let, let me tell you something. There's um, a code of ethics and, and there's a, you know, a particular where you have to behave and you have to restore, show respect for captain and for mm -hmm. even, team, even opposition. You know, you can't just go there and misbehave to to even the opposition. You can be quoted for that. And and, um, and people understand that you have to respect a captain. No, you can undermine a captain in subtle ways, 
you know, um, but then, you know, uh, but me specifically, I thought that um, the guys were pretty supportive. Um, Desmond Haynes, who I thought was should have gotten the captaincy, or was going to get the captaincy, didn't get it. Desmond Haynes showed me tremendous, tremendous support, you know, okay. um, this, this Despite that he was disappointed that he did not get the cap- captaincy, and all the other players, we you know we, we we rallied, we rallied, we realized. Well, the first thing I said to the to the guys, look, you know, um, because we had lost a number of our iconic players, and um, and the first thing I remember saying to the players, look, we might not have a pitchers, a Gordon Greenidge, a Jordan, or, or you know, but we can if we work hard and play as a unit, we can still bring about similar performances. We can still be successful. You know, uh, so I promoted teamwork, working together, and it it was a buy-in. The guys were, were you know, nobody really showed any dissent. We went out there and okay. we continued to play, play the, the cricket that people expected us to play. Now, this next question. Looking, at, looking down the road and, and, and resting this test cricket, test cricket, I'm talking mm. about what do you see down there? Can we regain the glory days? Well, I think it's possible. The world is a wrong place, um, in I my know. opinion. Uh, um, so if we were there, we can we can come back. But it all depends on what we do to get back. I mean, my disappointment is that we, I think we allowed our, 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 ourselves um, to go too far down the ladder. So it means it's going to be much more difficult to get back to the top. Okay. Uh, okay but of course, okay. yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, when you look around, you, you're still seeing some great talent, a lot of, you know, very good talent. But um, it's just how we 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 harness these talents, um, and, and and it also depends on what structure we put in place. You know, you know, where's our our focus? Um, you know, you know, we have to get the focus right. Uh, we have to get the minds of, of our players right from a very early age. And it's all about developing a very strong and positive cricketing culture. And, um, you know, until we have that, because at the end of the day, it's not just about the, the players. It's about everybody, the associations, you know, um, the fans, the fans, the communities. You know, all, all these people have to buy into what you're doing and to be giving you that support. You, you've got to feel that support coming from the people in your village, you know, from your island, from your school, from your university. So it's a cultural thing that we have to recreate. We have to rebrand and, and, and get it going. So the responsibility has to be with the people, the governing body. They've got to um, uh, form linkages with all the stakeholders, put the system in place, and, you know, have a, a plan, a long-term plan. Um, now, this is easy to say, very difficult to do, because, as you know, uh, you know, you need a lot of resources, uh, financial yeah, right. resources, you know. Um, but then if, you, if, if, if you have a plan and companies, big companies, can bind to it, they see that this plan makes sense, that it's here, they'll, they'll jump on board, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what you want. You want to, to have linkages with, with, with everybody, with, the, with all of the big businesses, you know, and, and, and as I said, all the stakeholders. And, and at least, you know, we can make a change. Um, but at the moment, you know, uh, you know, I, I think our focus is on the shorter version of the game rather than on the longer version of the game. That's I think true. we have that's to continue true. to focus on, on 
on Test Cricket because that's where we produce our, our great cricketers or really good talent, the, the, the longer version of the game. Also, one of the problems I, I noticed in the Caribbean, our pitches are not very good. And if you, if you, you cannot develop if you don't have um, good uh, conditions, good facilities to develop. Um, and we need to focus on getting our pitches right. Um, and I know the Western Swing Board um, have invested in um, Mr. Crafton from St. Lucia, who is really, really good. But he also has challenges, you know, because he would go somewhere and everybody has their way of, of doing things. And, you know, not everybody going to want to listen to somebody else. So, you know, we, you know, we have to find a way, a way of having a policy and that's going to go throughout the, the region and we're going to use that policy to develop our cricket. Now, if, if you know, we, we would have to, with regard to the pitches, we've got to decide, look, this is how we want our pitches to be. We want to prepare fast pitches so we can develop fast bowlers and our batsmen can learn to hook again. And this is what you need to do in order to get these wickets and put that in, that in place and everybody's got to buy into that. If you went to New Zealand, every single ground you go to, all the pitches are the same. All the pitches are the same. Now, it's a little bit easier for them because of the climate. They don't have, you know, they, it's not as hot in New Zealand. They get a lot, and they get a lot of rain, so it's easy to grow grass. But if you went to a test match in New Zealand three days before the test match, you would not know the difference between the, the square, the pitch you're going to play on, and the outfield. Look exactly the same. Green, green, green. But they have the best, best pitches. And now New Zealand is the best team in the world. In Test yeah. Cricket, they're right up there. You know, you know what I mean? They're a small country. They're a small country like us. But they invested in developing the best pitches, proper, proper cricket pitches. And it's helping their cricket. They have couples, two or three of the best team bowlers in the world. You know? And those wickets, you look at them, they're green, a lot of grass, but still the spinners can get turned and bounce in them, especially you know, from the third day onwards. And that's what you want in a cricket pitch, you know, um, and you want consistency. Um, but a lot of our pitches, and, and you look when you watch the batsmen play, they, they, they lack confidence. And it's not because they can't play, but because they can't trust the, the pitches. So that's an area that we also have to focus on. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, well, thank, you. thank you very much. Okay, so Rich, you know, as you as a member of the Four Nights Academy panel, what is the status of that so far? Can you share anything with us? Well, uh, COVID has really hit us hard because you know um, very little we can do. Um, I just spoke to Viv a couple of days ago, and and I, you know, we 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 were going to have a meeting to. To start, because we don't want to wait until, till, you know, we're back to normal to, to restart. So we put a number of things in place. Um, we, in principle, we um, we have we have an, an understanding with Cricket West Indies where we're going to share the sticky wicket facility. Um, we're going to develop like a cricket museum. Um, and a number of other things are going to happen at Sticky Wicket. Um, the Western East Cricket Board, as you know, have acquired that, that property and are looking to acquire 
another piece of land close by where they're going to build hotel rooms and stuff like that. And um, it's going to be a proper cricketing academy. And that's, that's where the home of the Four Nights Academy will be. Um, we, you know, we have a company already registered and in place. And um, we have already been speaking to a few investors who are willing to come on board. Um, but in terms of getting um, the players together and, and getting the practicing going and stuff like that, we can't do anything like that right now because players, you know, because it's the pandemic. So um, we just have to continue to put things in place so that when um, all the restrictions are gone, then we can take off with, with full force. And uh, our academy is not going to be just based in Antigua. It's, it's going to be a roving academy because uh, oh. we want to take it globally. So, you know, we might say, or we might be in touch with Cricket USA and say we come to the U.S. and we do a, a, a two-weekend camp or, or a two-week camp or what, whatever. And we go to India. We, so it's, it's, our base will be in Antigua, but we, uh, we, will be, we want to be a roving um, academy. We want to be an international academy. And at the same time as well, we, we, we want to invite a number of teams to Antigua because we, we, we want to contribute to the sports tourism aspect of it as well. Um, we, we, we're going to have a lot of merchandising. We're also going to have a little restaurant bar sessions we can you know have we'll have um different events um where people are going to come and meet us meet the four nights have dinners you know um question and answers just just various activities to 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 keep our fans enlightened and to keep them involved and at the same time to contribute to the young to the development of our youngsters we have also spoken to to um um persons in Leo Dance cricket about getting players from the Liga to be part of the academy as well. We don't want it to just be Antigua. So we want a team, a four-night team, super team, which is going to be mainly youngsters, maybe between, you know, on the 23, which will be the focus of the academy, and they will be trained constantly. Um, we'll also be, be, you know, use the academy as a feeder to our national teams or to the Liga Islands team. And um, these guys will get a chance to travel and play cricket and also, as I mentioned before, play games, visiting teams. So uh, we have some good plans. Let's just hope we can get it going and get the, the support that we would need. Obviously, we need a lot of um, investors, a lot of buy-in um, to get it going. Um, so we are finalizing all, all, all of our plans and um, hopefully we can make a few presentations to some big corporations who be able to come on board we're also planning to have like a membership as well so oh. you can maybe pay x amount to be a member and then when we have events you know you probably don't have to pay depending on what the membership is you know you can just turn up to cricket matches with your membership membership you know you have you would have certain privileges as, as a member um and stuff like that so um yes we have some really good plans but it's just to get it going um the, the pandemic as i said has really slowed us down. So we're hopeful that pretty soon we can get it done again. 
Thank you Absolutely. for that. One other question. One other question. The ARG is in the process of being released. There's a public that is being set up, right? Uh, have you been involved? Have you been spoken to about no, your no, not at all, intervention? No, no. no okay. Now, no, no. Would you support renaming the ARG? Um. Oh, you want it to say as it is? Well, as it, it is. depends. It depends. It depends on what, what name it's going to be, you know what I mean? But at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to name it, say, okay, so let me just say, um, name it after Sir Andy Roberts. We still have to affiliate it with the name ARG because, because yeah. of the legacy and all exactly. the records and stuff. Because people, mm-hmm. people, people know it as the ARG. I mean, even tourists, they come to Antigua, they want to go to the ARG. So um, you know, if you want to say honor, say Sir Andy or, or, you know, whoever. But we have to still maintain the name, like, the, you know, the, the ARG name, because that's what, what people know it, know, it, know it to be. And that's what people associate it. They associate the name with the legacy. You know, so. It all depends. Yes, indeed. And your book, when is it going to be published? Oh. I, I, I'm not sure, you know. I don't have too much details on that at all. Hmm. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit about your stay at Yorkshire? I know you're one, perhaps one of the first um, non-white to play for that county in England. Can you tell us anything? Yeah? It was very cold. Really, really. I've never been so cold in my life. It was really cold. No, I, um, at Yorkshire, was very well embraced by the people. Uh, a number of People were skeptical and they were telling me it's a racist county and why are you going there and stuff like that. But I'm the sort of guy that, look, I'm, I'm pretty open and I, I like to discover things on so When I went there and um, they, they, they look after me, uh, they embrace me, they treated me with respect. I've never ex- ex- had any um, experience of racism or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I still have good friends. You know, you know, and you still have good friends in in, in Yorkshire. Um, so I had a good time. I mean, I didn't score a lot of runs because um, I was going through a period in my career where I was suffering with chronic fatigue, which I didn't know about. So I was just chronic fatigue syndrome. So I was really, 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 really struggling. Um, but um, yes, I really enjoyed being with the people, and I had. as well you know I, I remember Darren Goff you know was, Bernard was Lama, first Lama? Team. the Australian no, no coach no 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 um, Goff Darren Goff fast ball of England okay right no he, that's in your board you had anything to do with no, the no. development of Langer no no okay no 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 no. And so, yeah, I was saying that with, with Goff, I remember him just being happy, you're lucky, running in bowling fast. And I said to him, look, you know, you go to play for England, you know. And he looked at me and he, in shock. He, he, he could not believe it. So, you know, because he never really, he just thought that he was just having fun. He could just run in a bowl fast. And then after that, he started taking the, his game serious. You know, and eventually became an England player. You know, so whenever we meet up, we always talk about that. 
you know, and um, yeah. So my I, my time there was good, um, but it's just that I I I was really really not a hundred percent. I was struggling, mm-hmm. and I didn't perform on the field as much as I would have liked to. Okay, and the best bowler or the fastest bowler or the more difficult bowler that you ever faced, can you share that with us? Man, that's a, a hard question. Uh-huh. Okay, um, I'm not going to say the most difficult bowler I've ever faced because if I told you, you would not believe it, right? Um, <laughs> but some of the best I've played against is um, one of the first outside of West Indian, right? One of the, the, the first person that come to mind would be Wazim Akram. You know, in terms of his ability to swing the ball uh, with pace. And you know, and, and the control he had, um, he was just very, very difficult to, to negotiate. And also because of his whippy um, action, you know, it was hard to get into any sort of rhythm um, to pick him up. So he was very difficult. Um, I thought Abdul Qadir, um, as a, a spinner, was was also really good. Um, and I, I think he he would have become even greater if he had played more for Pakistan. But then I think you had the introduction of reverse swing and then all of a sudden you have Walker and Wazim opening the bowling, getting a couple of wickets with a new ball and then uh, you know the ball got a bit old and then start to reverse swing and then Walker and Wazim again. So he wasn't really getting a lot of bowling so he became very, very frustrated and eventually sort of like, you know, the, you know, couldn't make the team anymore. But those two bowlers um, stand out to me. And, of course, there have been a number of top, top quality bowlers. I mean, Richard Hadley, uh, I thought, was one of the most accurate team bowlers that I've ever played against. You know, every single delivery, you, you can see it right there coming at you. You know, um, you know you're not going to get any bad balls from him. Um, Kapil Dev was very cunning. Uh, Imran Khan as well, you know. Um, um, yeah, so there have been some really, really top top quality bowlers out there. Um, and in between, you've had some other guys who, you know, who were, you know, were really, really good, you know, sometimes difficult to negotiate. Um, but for me, in terms of fast bowling, Imran Khan, not Imran Khan, um, Wazim Akram was the best. Um, out, I'm talking outside of, of West Indies. All right. Gentlemen, anyone else wants to ask uh, Sir Richie a question before we close? Anyone else? Want to okay. Um, oddly. Go ahead, Oddly. Yeah, Sir Richie. Um, <clears throat> we have a present crop of um, players that play in ODIs and T20. Are there any yeah. that you would like to identify? Like, I would like to sit and talk to this guy or these guys and say, hey, I think you should be playing test cricket or should be aspiring to play test cricket. Well, there are no things that I am um, spoken to. We seem to have lost to Richie. Look at Joe Root. Look at Kane Williamson. You know, these guys play all formats, you know, and, and, and it helps you. It helps you if, if you just want to play T20. If you play the longer format, it's also going to help you play T20 games. You know, um, 
that. I mean, for instance, even Pollard, when I started managing the Western team, that's one of the first discussions I had with, with Pollard, you know, about mm-hmm. playing a longer format. You know, um, and recently, um, even um, Puran I've spoken to recently, you know, um, looking at his talent. And, and I just think that, look, we really should be, especially the youngers, the young guys like Puran and, 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 and um, Hetmeyer and, and Rutherford, we, when I say we, I'm talking about cricket West Indies, or cricket yeah. in the West Indies, should be looking to get hold of these players and groom them and culture them to play the longer format of the game. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. taking away the opportunity to play in test cricket and ODI, because, but you want them to develop to become world beaters. You want them to fulfill their full potential. If they're just going to play T20, 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 you know, they're not going to maximize their, 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 their maximum potential. You know, um, yes, you know, you, you can't blame young people. They see the glitz, the glamour, and the money. That's what they're going to go for. But if you, as an organization, get hold of them early, put something in place, a contract where you're going to give them a retainer, and get them to do certain things. You're still going to give the opportunity to play T20, but I want you on this program. I want you in this development program. Then these are guys with so much talent. I mean, even Evan Lewis. He's not as young as these other guys, but can you imagine Evan Lewis batting in a test match for Western Indies? Western Indies would win a lot of matches because Evan Lewis is a sort of player who, it doesn't matter who's bowling, he's going to score on. It's hard to bug him down. And he's not a flyer. You know, he, he scores quickly, a good shot. You know, and, and, and I'm saying these are sort of guys that we should have in our development program to help or the longevity of, 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 of our cricket. You know, and we have a tendency of putting a lot of our young cricketers right in the T20. Even you're talking about Shepard from Guyana, um, guy from, from Jamaica, O'Shane, Thomas. Yes, they show some good quality in, in the T20 leagues, but when you look at them, you, you see that these guys can become very effective test bowlers with the kind of pace and the build and the, what, what they have. You look at you see that they can develop into very good test bowlers. And of course, they can go back and play the T20. And they would learn the art even better so that when they go back to play the T20, it's easier for them. I remember Rabada from South Africa. When he came on the scene first, doing really, really well. Do you know that he turned down an IPL contract? Mm. He did because he realized that at that young age, as a as a youngster, T20 cricket is not going to help me develop. So he get, turned down an IPL contract so he can play Test cricket for South Africa and further his development. And then now he's one of the top fast bowlers in all formats in the world. You know, and you have to give him kudos for that, for recognizing as a youngster, recognizing that he needs to develop, and T20 is not going to help his development. And he made that decision. I'm going to forfeit money for my personal development. No, the money's for him because he's a top fastballer in, in all formats. He played every single game for South Africa, and he's in demand in 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 all the teams in the leagues around the world. You know, so. Um, I, I just think that, you know, it's very important how we manage our players. You know, you've got to identify the talent from early and 
get hold of these youngsters, groom them, put things in place to keep them encouraged and give them some counseling, give them, give them everything that they need. And today, yeah, we have everything. The players them have everything today. They have the psychologists, the doctors, the dietitians, you know, several coaches and all that. I mean, it's just for them to fit in and do what they have to do, you know. But, um, you know, we, we got to be able to look at a youngster and say, look, he, he's going to be your next Brian Lara or or next Malcolm Marshall. Or, you, know, you know what I mean? You've got to be able to identify yeah. these players. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are some players who might be doing exceptionally well at this level, but you also have to be able to, all right, this guy might be doing well here, but... Yes, not. we have... You know, you have to have that knack. You have to be able to watch people, analyze people, study them, and know who who are strong and who are not so strong. And it's the one that the ones that are stronger are the ones that are usually going to succeed. You know, and you know you have to be able to identify these players. You know, and it's not just about figures. It's not just about a five wicket or or, or a couple of centuries. You gotta look at that person. And you realize that that person is tough. That person is a soldier. If you put that player in a, in a difficult situation, he's not going to buckle and give up. He's going to fight and he's going to do it for you. you know? and, and these are things that um, you know, our academies you know, should be looking for. I also believe that um, you know, the system of coaching, you know, we pay big, big money and you know, we have coaches from all over the world, big names and all that kind of stuff to coach the West Indies team because we want instant success. I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. If you're going to bring the best coaches or, or somebody who is that good, well, you don't need him at the top. You need him down at a grassroots where he can help to develop mm-hmm. these players so that they can Amen. become yeah. good. If you, if you put them at the top and you have nothing at the bottom, nothing as at a grassroots, when these players come there to him, they're not, they're not, they're not in a position to to do what he probably would expect them to do. And he's of very little use to them at that level. You know what I mean? So I've often said the coaching system has got to be a pyramid where the head coach who's, at, who's coaching the national team, he's at the top and there's a feeder system. And you need yes. the best, some of your best coaches at the lower level to really get these youngsters get these youngsters ready. So when they reach the top, that coach at the top already know these players. There's, there's information, there's data on these players. The coach at the top would know what they've done, how many hours they've spent batting balls or bowling or, you know, how often they get sick, you know, whatever. Just whatever. The information is there and it's fed. You should be able to go on a computer and put in a name and you get all the statistics on a particular player. Yes. You know, um, and I think that's 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 how we gotta go. That's how how international sports is going these days, and we've got to go along the same along the same route. But of course, without yes. the foundation, nothing can go that uh, will really stand the test of time. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. I, Thank I've you, said, sir. I've said up, up up until recently, and I said I don't want to be blasphemous, but I'm being real. Right. Let's say you brought Jesus Christ to coach the West Indies team. <laughs> right? No, okay, Jesus Christ can, can, Jesus Christ can, Jesus Christ can work miracles. But it, I just say that to say that 
it don't matter who you have at the top. If the foundation is weak, mm-hmm. your top has to be weak too. You have to focus on the foundation and below. You know what I mean? So it don't matter who you have up there. It's who you have down below there. Been making sure that that foundation is solid and the system is right to take you through to the top. You know. Yes, finally. So, Richie, we have a young lady by the name of Jatsna Patel in Tampa. She just wants to say hello to you. Jatsna, so Richie okay, so is all yours. Saving the best, saving the best for last. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Good evening, Mr. Richardson. This is Jatsna from Tampa, doing? Florida. And I want to congratulate you? you for your Hall of Fame that is mm-hmm. going to be held in Florida this week, coming weekend. I'm sorry, I'm going to miss actually, you there. Actually, I'm going to no, um, actually, actually, uh, my my period has been postponed until next year because of a uh, uh, prior commitment, so I won't be there. I won't be there so until next year. Next sorry year, about that. Oh, you have to wait one year, just Okay, I don't. <laughs> your final <laughs> yes. thoughts. Your final okay. thoughts. Anything you failed to mention? Anything that you think might be of interest to us? We want to just thank no, you. I thought so the, the lady was going to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to ask a question, Jet, Jetsma? She said she just wanted to say um, hello. Congratulations. That's what uh, no, oh, just okay. wanted to say hello to you. And I also oh, played okay, for okay. my uh, represented uh, India in 1974 to 78 women's cricket team. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, so. um, yeah. Sorry, um, I wasn't there. Um, but I'm sure we'll yeah. meet up again sometime soon. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. so Richie, yeah. any final thoughts from you? And we would just want to take the opportunity to thank you so very much. And when you get a chance, check out your, your buddy Willis. He's under the weather. A little bit. Yes, I call him. I try call him last week, you know. But what happened? If, I don't know what happened with the phone. Like he picked up the phone, but I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna check with him again. Yeah, I will I will talk to you about that sometime. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But if I, if I can just say to to all you guys, right, um, just to keep up the great work that you're doing in the U.S., um, I, I am very much in support of cricket in the U.S. I remember in 2007 when they had the World Cup in the Caribbean, I said to 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 um, the cricketing committee that one of the semifinals should be in the United States. And my reason for that is that if you had a World Cup semifinal in the U.S., that would create so much interest, especially by the, 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 the American people who are not used to cricket. You know, and that would add a boost to the development of cricket in the, in the U.S. Um, but, of course, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people back in the Caribbean saw it differently. They said, oh, why should the U.S. get that? And we have been playing cricket for so many years, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's the West. It's, it's, we need to take the opportunity. But for me now, I'm always looking way into the future. And if cricket can become very strong in North America, I, it can only help us in here in the Caribbean to get even stronger. And that is my view. And I believe cricket, if we can develop cricket in the U.S., it will certainly help us in the Caribbean. And certainly there will be a lot of opportunity for or, or players in the Caribbean to go and in the U.S. and make a living rather than having to go to England or Australia or somewhere else. You know, um, America is right here, and we should be doing everything in our power to develop cricket in North America because in the long run, it would benefit us. So when I see what you guys are doing, I always support it. I always feel like I want to be part of it. 
I always make a commitment to try and come when, once I'm free. I don't know if many of you know that I used to play up in Orlando in the league there. I played down in California in the league down there as well. And, um, you know, um, this year I was supporting the Orlando Galaxy. I, mm-hmm. I sent them a video with a little pep talk and stuff like that. So I, I just want to see cricket grow in the U.S. And I just want to commend you guys for the great work that you have been doing over the years. And just, just one last thing. Um, you know, we, we're going through some serious times with the pandemic. Um, I know that a lot of people don't believe in it. And a lot of people are, 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 are well, not afraid, but are not taking the, the vaccine. But in order for us to get back to some form of normalcy, we have to all get vaccinated. So whenever you get opportunity to tell people to vaccinate, do educate them. Do educate them. You know, don't get angry with them, but just tell them, look, you know, even if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for your friend, for your mother, your father, your child, or whoever. Because that's the only way that we're going to get back to some form of knowledge. Well said, sir. Well said. And um, as far well as I'm concerned in my household, we have already gotten our two shots. And hopefully when the booster comes around and we're eligible, I'm there as well. So thank you for... This interview this evening, it was such a wonderful, just just a treat to sit back and listen to you. And we wish you well. And give Sir Richie, Sir, Sir Viv, my regards, and all the friends, uh, Hutton Isaac, and so forth. Those are friends that I just, just come to mind. So and we wish you well. And yeah. know that you have a free panel to, to say anything you want to say uh, with us right here on Sundays. God bless. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Good, uh, well, well, well done. Indeed. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much as well. And Audley, why don't you send us home, Audley? Audley? Okay, Audley. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, I was on mute, sorry. Okay, so yes. this is another wonderful, this has been another wonderful, wonderful Sunday evening, of course. Hold um, every time, more, more, more than a third of the program with Sir Richie was with us. And, of course, we're very happy and proud about that. We've got a lot of answers that we've been looking forward to. And we just want to say a big thank you. And, of course, with all the rest of the panelists, uh, the rest of the panelists here, um, we just want to say thanks for being here and the listeners show the world. Thank you for listening to us. Remember, you can always go back in the archives at blogtalkradio.com slash the cricket show, blogtalkradio.com slash the cricket show. So join us next week, God willing, on Sunday 6 to 9 when we'll be doing it all over again, the cricket show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Good night. 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 Good night.